Iguodala against Mike Miller. Andre going for the win. There it is. For the win. Yeah. Against Turkaloo. Andre Iguodala. against Lopez, Evan Turner gets it back, Turner rolling in! Get in there! Yes! <laughs> Bacon on him, Jimmy Butler, can he win it here? It is Butler for the win! Yes! Butler buries the three with three tenths of a second to go, Hornets without any timeouts, the prayer from Walker goes unanswered, and the Sixers win it! You got Chris Thomas. It's your boy Mark Thompson. It's your girl Carm. Hey, you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Chilling. I mean, not really chilling. I'm, it's hot. It's really hot. It's hot in this zone. It's blazing. It's so blazing outside. It don't make no well, sense. Keep bringing, well, bringing it up isn't going to make it go away. It's not, but it needs to be addressed. There's, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, it just needs to be addressed once. No, the heat index says 101, all right? Let's be 101 outside. No. It's too hot out here. I'm not. Uh, I got time for that. I'm I'm out here in my in, indoor clothes because it's so hot. I look like a whole bum because it's blazing. Well, you're fine. No, I'm all right. I mean, I'm making it. So what you hollering? Out here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a good show today. We're going to talk more about the NBA playoffs. Jeff Bauer from the Sports Narrative is going to talk. Is going to call in around 6 o'clock to talk some NFL and some fantasy football. And we're going to do a little mini tribute to life. Um, for the last 27 years, Mark Zumoff has been a play-by-play guy for the Philadelphia 76ers. He just announced his retirement today. And honestly, like, it's probably one of the, it's probably a new, it's probably like a breaking news out of everything that's happened to Philadelphia sports over the past year. This probably hits me the hard, harder the most. Really? Yeah. Are you not thankful? I know we're going to miss him. It's, well, I have a personal connection with him. Like, he, like, I asked him, like, hey, uh, do you have any advice for, you know, a, a kid that's aspiring to be in, like, in the broadcasting field? Mm-hmm. He reached out to me. He critiqued my stuff back when I was in Millersville. I met him, you know, several times, you know, at, like, multiple uh, Sixer events. Just a couple weeks ago. I yeah, and I just met him just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it, it sucks because, uh, like, my entire life I've – I've known one voice of the Philadelphia 76ers whenever I watch, you know, the games on Comcast, and that's Mark Zuma. So having to f- listen to another voice, it's going to be different. I agree. Yeah, that's it, it was it was, was kind of crazy. I didn't expect that. Like I saw people saying like thank you on on the socials and whatnot, but 
I thought it was just for the season. You know, we all, we always thank Mark at the end of the season, but I didn't know he was retiring. So, but that's awesome. I mean, big shouts out to him. He had a long career. Um, Mark Zumov is definitely my guy. Um, yeah, no, I I agree with you guys with you as well. That's the only voice I've ever heard for the Sixers. So, I mean, 27 years. I'm 31. So, yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to Big Zumov. Yeah. Big zoom off. Yeah, so <laughs> like we started off the show with some of Marzuma's best calls, you know, for now Allen Iverson days, uh, during the days when Iguodala, Evan Turner, Spencer Halls running the show. Chill, chill, chill. Spencer and Halls, come on, man. Yeah, Spencer Halls had a few game on, winners here, no, man. Come on, don't do that. It's Ben's fault. He got, he got tired of it. He got tired of it too. I don't blame him. I would have called it a career after this season. So huh. I would have. I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely sad to see him go. I've obviously, you know, have. <laughs> used to hearing his voice him and Ala, their little back and forth you can take Allah and, with him. Uh, uh okay <laughs> <laughs> i like Ala. all is cool but um yeah it's definitely uh you know uh um definitely a big moment in sixers sports and just in sports in general because it's just transition it's the transition of you know kind of like some of the old timers people like you know new people coming in and like a new way, kind of. So I'm definitely going to miss him. He's definitely been like a guy. Like he doesn't annoy me as an announcer at all. So that's a plus. Because a lot of the announcers, especially like on ESPN and TNT, oh, yeah. annoy the crap out of me. So with him, I felt like he was good. You know what he was talking about? He was interesting. But he wasn't. He didn't do too much. And he kept it to the game, too. Like he wasn't too much of the frill. Like shut up. Like just call the game. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to miss him. And he was, a, he was a true Sixers fan. Like that's nothing but pure emotion. That's like you don't get that's you that can't be duplicated unless you're a, a Sixers fan and he's been a Sixers fan since day one. So definitely big shouts out to Mark Zumoff, big tribute to him as well, and wish him the best with his endeavors. But I tell you this, he'll probably be back. Philadelphia, you know how we are. One one season with a new voice and he's weak. You know we're gonna be petitioning to get Mark Zumoff back. Don't be shocked. Yeah. Give him a year. He's going. He's going on sabbatical. But he'll be back. Yeah. That's what I think. Yep. So, uh, what are your what are some of your favorite uh, Mark Zimmer moments? Um, moments or calls or like phrases. All of the above. Um, I'll go with I'll go with phrases first. This was only mainly for Iverson, so he would say Iverson and with the trees. Like you you know what that means? That means Iverson's going to the rack. He's going to the cup. He, he's got a big man on him. He's yeah. about to lay it up. That that was one of my favorite. Yeah, ones. there's yeah. I actually found a, a post on Twitter. It was like Mark Zumov's zooism. So pretty much, it's everything that Mark Zumov does, like in the like like when he calls a game. Yeah. It's pretty much all his phrases. So like, turning garbage into gold. Yep. Hold on, we're coming in for a landing. I love that one too, Espe- <laughs> yeah. if, especially if it's a tight game. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. Like, we're, we're Hold on, Allah, we're coming in for a landing. Coming in for a landing, yep. Yeah. That is so true. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, it makes me just hear it. I can hear his voice. I know, we got right? some unfinished business. Yes, that's another one. Um, yeah. Did he? Did you say turning garbage into gold? Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, like the, the famous yes, like yeah. any big-time shot, clutch shot. Like for me, like you know how on like the national stage, everyone loves – um, Mike Breen when he says bang. bang. Yeah. For me, it's yes. Like, before I realized who Mike Breen was, I was always yes. 
So I hit a three in the corner as a young boy. I'm yes, like Mark Zumoff. Of course, like yeah. bang sounds cool yeah, so too. Like, but they're like hand in hand. But yes is always going to top bang for me. Yeah. So like for like for the Sixers when we make a bucket for Mark, it was yes. And mm-hmm. then like when he opposed bucket, it was got it. Yeah. Right. Right. He would be so depressed. Yeah. I I loved it, yo. I, especially in a close game. <laughs> like I felt it. I felt it because he's a fan just like me. So yeah. when he when he says it like that, I'm like, oh. Like, oh, the pain. Yeah, and then, like, it, it'd be when the Sixers are coming back, he's like, and the crowd begins to rise here in the yeah. Wells Fargo Center. Absolutely. Hold on, we're coming in for a landing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wide open, healthy three. Got it. Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> I remember that um, so there was one game I saw. I think, so I was there in person, but then I wanted to come back and yeah. watch it because I was in, like, the second row. I was young. I wanted to see myself on TV. Yeah. And it was, like, a game where – we played against the Cavs, and LeBron was just killing us. Like, I was, like, 15 feet away from LeBron. That was the closest I've ever been mm-hmm. to LeBron. Like, I didn't even get it. Like, that was just amazing. But then going back and rewatching, like, hearing Mark zoom off on the call, I'm like, yeah, like, I, I remember that. Like, ugh, that one hurt because yeah. we was getting torched that game. But, yeah, you, you can always hear it in his voice when we was getting spanked by somebody. It, it Yeah, it hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he always showed love to the returning players, too. Yeah. Like, he was still hype. Oh, everyone know all y'all still hype on TJ McConnell. Like, you still hype on that bum. Hey, man, he be in there fighting with the trees. <laughs> what a, no, no. You never. <laughs> Zoo, would, Zoo would never disrespect AI and say that. <laughs> oh, TJ McConnell in with the trees. Stop I don't know it. why you have so much hate on TJ McConnell. Oh, no, you got to let this hurt go, man. I know y'all not talking about hurt. I'm hurt. And I'm going to tell y'all why after this call. 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Hello? All right. So y'all want to know Y'all want to know why I'm hurt? Why are you this hurt? This is why I'm hurt, all right? So I'm sitting down. I'm thinking about where I am as a sports fan. I'm, I took off my analyst hat for a moment, and I'm thinking about where I am as a sports fan. And I'm miserable. I'm very miserable. Okay, we just ha- we just came off a terrible, 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 terrible Philadelphia seventy. I'm sorry, Philadelphia Eagles season, correct? And we all sat here and agreed that you know what, Sixers aren't going to let us down. We all agreed on that. We were so very happy that we had the Sixers coming. We were excited about that. The Sixers happened. We were great throughout the season. Of course, we had our you know our our, our back and forth as as usual. You know, Ben Simmons stays, Ben Simmons gone. You know, we know the whole drama, but we finished number one in the Eastern Conference, just to unfortunately fall short in the second round again. I, I'm good. I'm hurt, bruh. And then the Phillies are so trash right now. I don't even. I'm not even. I'm not turning them on. I'm not. I'm good. I'm not turning them on. I thought we was gonna be good with Joe Girardi. We're even worse. And, and don't even get me started with the orange and black. They've never been good my entire life. So I'm just – the state of Philadelphia sports is bad. It's really, really bad. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Where's the soul? Can we bring the soul back? I know they're done. Can we, can we bring them back? I want to root for somebody, like a winner in the area. Where's Villanova? Can they get started? Like, Villanova men's basketball, can they, can they come back now? Like, please hurry because this is, this is ridiculous. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, we, we – as an East Coast team, we deserve some good sports. If we, was, if we was in Cali, I wouldn't care. I'd probably be on the beach right now. I probably wouldn't watch sports as much if we grew up in California. Can we be honest on that? There's, like, there's no rain. It's always sunny. 
Like, we wouldn't watch sports that much. But here, well, when we get it all would also depend seasons, on what part of California you were born in. No, it doesn't matter. They, s- they still be out. No, nah, listen, if you're a Raiders fan, you would care. I feel you, but they still be out. So I'm I'm just I'm hurt as I mean, a Philadelphia I mean, sports I mean, fan I mean, right dude, now. Dude, like it's it's the summertime, man. You got your Sunday fun days, man. Just don't I worry don't, about him. I don't care. I you mean, know you know why? Because then when August hits, my birthday comes. Then we're about oh three weeks away from the Eagles, and I got to deal with this. I'm not in a good place right now. I'm not in a good place right now. Stop letting him hurt you, man. What am I supposed to do, Christopher? Should don't I, let it hurt you. Should I pick up and get new teams? No. Like, what What am I supposed – I'm tired of this hurt. You're not tired of this hurt? I know you're tired of this hurt. You wore Devin Booker shirt three weeks in a row. Listen, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I've sacrificed my happiness for that Super Bowl. I'm good, yo. I need more. Carmen, how do you feel? I see the disgust on your face as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is, manging in. I'm still rocking. I'm still going to rock with the teams. It's just how it is. It's just – the curse of being a Philly fan, and that's just what it is. But you know, we got the rest of the sports world to look to, just not our teams. But that's so exciting! I mean, it? it is because sports. I mean, if you think about it, like what Kai said, his perspective that this finals is going to be teams that never have they haven't won a championship in like thirty plus years. Some have never won one, and then you know it's new blood. It's not LeBron. It's not Steph. You know, it's not like any of the crazy superstars that have always been there. So it was definitely like a new era in sports. We're seeing a lot of young stars coming up. Sadly, Trey Young, even though I don't bang with him really, but you know he is coming up. Give him his credit. And uh, I feel like that's for reasons that are not basketball. I mean, the reasons are because I didn't like him in the series versus us. Period. Oh, okay. It's not his hair. Or and anything. his hair, his hair is like bad. But hey, <laughs> a lot of people have bad hairs. Like like a KD example, exhibit A. He just don't brush his he, hair. No, br- brush. He doesn't have hair at a specific spot. <laughs> He's, he, has a, he has a hole in his head of missing hair. Listen, but that's what I was saying. He was like, you want a 30 foot jumper, you want waves. I mean, listen, I would take the baldy, man. He needs yeah. to go to and a then, baldy. Yeah, and then, like, Trey, yeah, Trey Young's like the same thing. He was like, yo, do you want to average 30 and 11 in the NBA, in the NBA playoffs, or uh, you, you want a full head of hair? Yeah. 30 and 11. Trey's just I, just, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I got to get a Trey. He's playing into the narrative. He's making himself a name, especially in this big stage. And I don't blame him. You know, he's he's up in his, his worth. Because even when people hate him, they're still looking for him and asking for him. Of course. Him. So he's he's smart. But he's just bothering me with this whole little persona. But, I mean, give him credit that he's playing, that he has been playing well. I mean, his team's in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this is first Eastern Conference. First run of the playoffs ever. I mean, you got to think about it from Trey Young's perspective as well. He was in that draft class with Luka, Luka Doncic as well. Luka Doncic has been getting the press. He's still getting all the press, even though his team was eliminated out of the first round for two years in a row. And even still then, he's still not getting the respect he deserved because everybody picked the Knicks to win the series. Everybody picked – the Sixers to win that series. I mean, obviously us because we're from Philly, and even still, then everybody's still picking the Bucks to win the series. So he's gonna have that ship on his shoulder. And this is the first, and honestly, in his first deep playoff. This is the first playoff run he's had. He he's been averaging twenty nine and eleven. He's been playing great. Yeah, yeah. A I big, ain't knocking him. Out to him. I ain't knocking him. I mean, I see. Like I said, I see what he's doing, but I just ain't gotta like it. But I see what he's doing. Congrats, to, you know, kudos to him. Yeah, I agree. But 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 to answer Mark's question about like, well, do I, do I feel some type of way about Philly's Philly's words? And the words of Mark Zumoff, I'm in no particular hurry. Okay, <laughs> you know what? That was that was a nice little uh, play on words. I like I like that right there. One thing I did want to say though, about Trey Young, just to go back, um, when he was coming out of college, a lot of people felt that his game would not translate to the NBA, and 
It did. It really did. Everything that we're seeing him do is exactly what he did in college. Like, there's no difference. I'd say the only thing is he might have actually cut down his turnovers a bit because he was a turnover machine in college. But other than that, his game is literally the same. And that's how you know when you're a good player, where your game just translates no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I, big shout out to him, for real, because he's been playing great. I got I got nothing bad to say about about Trey Young, even though with that bummed ankle, they probably gonna get spanked now. Mm. Probably. I thought he. I thought he kind of. I think the one thing that Trey Young also needs to do is that he probably needs to stop doing that shimmy, because every single because throughout the series he's done it twice, mm. and after the shimmy, like the Bucks started taking it personal and started beating down on him. I feel that because everyone's get, kind of getting Steph flashbacks because yeah. they know what Steph did, and they can't beat up on Steph right now. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? Oh, you want to try that? All right. All right, cool. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, also, shout-out to Chris Middleton, who outscored the entire Atlanta Hawks team 20-17 to in the fourth. Yes. So He played great. For, for the first time, I'm actually going to call him Chris Middleton. You know I'm known for calling him Kevin. But, no, Chris Middleton, I was sitting there just amazed. Like, he really took over in that, was it fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. How much he had? Like a dub? Yeah, 20. Yeah, he snapped. He was making everything. He even had one. Of, he had a heat check shot in the corner. I was like, he going to miss that, John. That's what Kevin do. And he hit that, John. I said, I see you, Chris. So, he, he out there. He, was, he, he, did his, he did his thing. He's, he's, he's doing what he needs to. He's doing what the Bucks need him to do to win. Because, obviously, Giannis can't be dependent on in terms of points. Mm-hmm. So he has to be that guy, which is... Well, not so much points, just like in the fourth quarter. Here's the closing, ball, get everything. Yeah, off. closing the game. Well, yeah, but even still, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't produce. when, it, And I feel like when they really need him, he just kind of comes up short. Yeah. So that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, shoot, we might as well talk about it. So we got, what, game four tonight with Milwaukee versus Atlanta. Milwaukee leads the, C- Milwaukee leads the series two to one. Trey Young has a what? He has a bone fracture in his ankle. Is it a bruise? He had a bruise, bruise. something. Oh, bone bruise. Okay, so he's questionable for tonight's game. He'll probably be. I'm sure he's gonna play. Yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna be questionable the rest of this series. Isn't but this game? Um, if they win it. They they win it. It'll be three one, right? Yeah. If Milwaukee okay. wins. If Milwaukee yeah. wins, it'll be three one. Yeah, yeah it'll be three one going back to Milwaukee. Okay. Who, who y'all got in this game tonight? Oh, it's in Atlanta again. Yeah. Yeah. It's in oh, ACL. okay. Who y'all got in this game tonight? I think that the Hawks might pull it out even if Trey is out. I think they're going to kind of rally and go nuts. Like, everyone's just going to go nuts. But mm-hmm. I do think – I mean, I would. I feel like that might happen. But if you're looking at the analytics and Trey being hurt, then the Bucks would probably win. But I'm thinking that the Hawks are going to make a run. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. What do you think, Chris? The Bucks are going to win. Yeah. Listen, I, even though I think Nick McMillan is better in terms of in-game adjustments over Mike Budenholzer. For sure. But without Trey Young and Trey Young being compromised, it's kind of hard to adjust – you know, not getting that healthy, you know, 30 and 10 that you're normally getting. Yeah. And the way that the Bucks are playing defense now, there's no one outside. If Capella gets into foul trouble, there's nothing to stop Giannis from getting into the paint. Mm-hmm. And the way Chris Middleton's been playing, like, especially everybody on the Bucks is playing with a chip on his shoulder. I, because they realize this is the best chance, not only for them just to get to the finals, but for them to finally win a ring. I for agree. finally everybody just to stop talking about how much they underachieve over the last few years, especially now with LeBron going on, going out west. Mm-hmm. So I think you know the Bucks they smell blood in the water, and that blood is definitely Trey Young's ankle. And I think they're going to you know finish the job, you know take the take the two advantage you know on the road and close out Milwaukee yeah I I agree with you on that but I still think I still think Trey is gonna have a big game because it 
it is an ankle, but if you think about his game, all he really does is shoot deep, shoot floaters, and throw alley oops. For real, for real. I don't, I don't think his ankle is going to affect him that. You much. still need your ankle. You still need. Oh, of you course. You still need your ankle to drive. Of course, of course. I, I know then, that. Depending on you know how he uh, elevates, you know he obviously he'll need his his footing, whatever that means. Because if your foot is messed up, even when you go to shoot, that's going to affect you a little bit. You know how they mean you wince and you got that pain. Yeah, so and he's not like he's like build a muscle. He's like this big guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's kind of like a small guy. But, so, you know, this is the league. They're no, going to shoot know, him no, up no. with drugs. I know, but I just I, I think that the Hawks are going to make a run. They're not going to just lie down. But um, I do, like I said, what Chris said, I think the Bucks probably will win. But I think the Hawks are going to give them, like, a, like an effort. Like, I don't think it's going to be, yeah. like, a blowout. They're going to just come in and smack them. I think the Hawks are going to be, you know, they're going to play up. Because game two was a blowout, and Trey was, he was fine. He was perfectly fine game two. Yeah, but it's different now. Now it's like they're home. They know the stakes. You know, they're a young team. They got pride. They, they're, you know? they're once once again their backs are against the walls. They, yeah, they could. Yeah. And you can't ever now knock people out who are or who are doubted. Like the underdogs, the underdogs always have the advantage because people doubt them and think they're gonna lose. So I think that always is like the X factor in terms of that. So like with the Eagles, they were always the underdogs, and what happened? We ended up winning it all. Not saying the Hawks are gonna win it all, but they have that working in their favor. And the Bucks, the Bucks too, but the Hawks in this series. 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Uh, hello, this is uh, Mr. Freeman William Hutchins. I've, I've come to talk Hawks. Hey, what's up, Free? What's going on? What up, Free? Hi. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some stuff talked about uh, Trey Young and his ankle. Uh, I am concerned. I'll say that. Uh, and a lot of people will say that he had a good game last game. I, I disagree. What I've been t- trying to tell people the whole time in the playoffs yeah, Trey Young will have his games where he'll have 30, 35, maybe even 40 points. I'm not worried about that. When he's in his bag as those 15 assist games, when everybody's eating, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen us lose a game this season where he has 13-plus assists. It just hasn't happened. When everybody's eating, this team is, and that should make sense to everybody, this team plays better. Trey Young brings the food to everybody's table. Him eating by himself is cool. I'll take the thirty points. But if you give me, give me twenty-five and fifteen, getting more people involved, getting us in the flow of the offense. I say we can beat these Bucks. I've never been worried about these guys whatsoever. Chris Milton had a heck of a game. Uh, you pay your stars to show up in the second half, and that's what he did. Uh, I do believe that we'll win the night. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think that we would get this far. I thought the Knicks would have, you know, had better defense for us. I thought Philly would have actually showed up. Uh, you know, I'm. I guess I'm just a fool. But <laughs> against these Bucks, I'm not very concerned. Uh, I think he's gonna. So be now fine. you're not concerned about the Bucks, free. Now it's like you know you got it. Now that we you hear that again, what you say? I said now that you guys have gotten past the two teams you didn't think they would get past. Now for the Bucks, now you're just like, hey, we got this. We already got past the two harder teams. True, true. Took away the you know home court advantage that we 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 gave to ourselves. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I don't think you know maybe there is some blood in the water there, but like Mark said, they're gonna shoot him up full of drugs. His ankle's gonna be fine. He wears <laughs> the braces for a reason. I've heard some people get upset at the ref. I'm like, right, it's not that deep. Mistakes happen. I'm not surprised that it happened this season. 
this has been a year where everybody goes down. Giannis is the healthiest star we got left. That's very uh, true. You throw Paul George in there, which I think he needs more respect on his name. Uh, but Giannis is a top five player in the league, and he's the only one left. So, free. So I got to give think- him credit. Who do you think is going to step up for the Hawks tonight if Trey is, like, not on his best? Like, if Trey is just kind of dishing, he's not really shooting, who do you think? I think it's going to be uh, – what, what I'm hoping – I don't know what's going to happen, but what I hope is that we, we get to look back at, like, the 2016 year where the motto was team basketball. It wasn't just one guy. It wasn't just two guys. It was the whole starting lineup. It was, it was whoever came off the bench. That's what it's going to take to win tonight. And this team is very capable of it. We've seen them when they're beat down. We've seen them when they're up. You know, I, I, don't, think, I don't think they're out of gas. I don't think this injury has done anything to the team morale. I think they'll be fine. It's just got to be everybody. We need Danilo to do his thing. We need Lou to come in and give us 12 to 15. Uh, we're going to need the defense to share up in the paint as best as they can because we're just a much smaller team, definitely not as strong. But everybody's got to be held accountable on offense because that's how we're going to beat these guys. This is how we beat every team. It's not really our defense. We we, we can't sink on defense. But on offense, it's got to be a collective effort. It's got to be good old-fashioned team basketball. And I think this group is definitely capable of it, and they've proven that they are. Free, first, I just wanted to thank you for your absolute professionalism. I've never heard so you. I can, like, barely just, hear. I don't know if it's on you guys, then, can you, but I can barely hear anything. You hear me, bro? I can hear you. Oh, all right, yeah. cool. I, I said I wanted to thank you so much for your professionalism. Like, I'm like, is this the same Freeman <laughs> who talks about cake every time he's in studio? I love I, you. I'm, I love I'm, you over the phone. You are, you're you're such a you're so astounding. I am a professional. I just think sometimes we're too professional. Let's lighten up. Let's have some fun. We're talking sports here. We're blessed. You're we right. get to talk sports on the air. That, that's a blessing right there. Let's have some fun with it. You're I don't right. use the choice words that I want to. Because it's frowned upon. But, yeah, I'm going to talk some cake. There's no cake left in the league right now as far as oh. the four teams are concerned. Okay. There's, there's none left. These are cakeless bunches. Uh, maybe Boogie. That's about it. But that's all cake. Don't nobody want that. But oh, shout wow. out to him for not knowing the rule of you have to hit the rim if you're trying to get the ball back on the free throw. He thought he, he thought he was playing 21. Yeah, it's still fading. I can like, I don't think it's on my end, but I can barely hear. He he thought he was playing twenty one. That's probably what it was. Why he didn't hit the rim? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I I feel feel bad for the Clippers. I never thought I'd say that in my life. I'm loving the fight that I'm getting. I've talked so much crap about Reggie Jackson uh, to his face and online and in my pod and all that. Um, he he's showing out right now. I really wish Kawhi was there to make this uh, series a little more interesting. It is interesting. Last night was fun. Uh, I want to see a game seven in one of these uh, series because what's better in basketball than a game seven? Uh, I got the Suns winning it all, though. I just li- I, I like that this will be their first title. I like I like their fans minus Chris. I like their fans. <laughs> Um, I like how this team was put together, and I, I love Chris Paul. So 
people to see him win. I think we're all kind of rooting for that, even if it is a catch-22, because then I got to deal with Chris for the rest of my life. And, well, where, I didn't see the Timberwolves in the finals. I'm already ready for that. <laughs> Hey, Aww. listen, man. Hey, listen. I'm, I actually predicted a Hawks Suns finals when the Eastern when these conference finals started. So, like, when you come on next week, it's still week, possible. It's yeah, still no, possible. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. So, like, when you come in next week, we actually have something to argue about. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Bucks are the toughest team for the Hawks to play in these uh, playoffs. Obviously, other than a healthy nut, uh, a healthy Nets team, um, but playing against. The Suns will be a lot easier for us. I would like to see the Capella and uh, Aiden matchup. I think Capella against Giannis is is ridiculous. And stretching the floor with Brooke just, you know, takes him completely out of things. Uh, But against Aiden, that'd be fun. Uh, The light-skinned battle of the century, uh, Trey Young versus Devin Booker. I know uh, Carmen would love to see that. Uh, It would be a good matchup. Uh, really two well-put-together teams. They both brought in a lot of vets in the offseason to go with their youth, and they've had, like, coaching turnovers in the past two years. Pretty similar, honestly, and I think that would be a really fun matchup. Yeah, um, they got they brought in the right vets for uh, Devin Booker, and they built the perfect team around Trey Young. So that would definitely yeah, be, both teams definitely spent money. Yeah, and um, it'll be also be two black coaches going on in the NBA Finals as well. No, I'm sorry, you're breaking up again. I'm sorry. I said oh, I'm sorry, I also said it'll be two black coaches in the NBA Finals as well. Yeah, it's true. It's been since what, like the '50s for the Hawks. Yeah, uh, I think Bob Pettit was on the team. Yeah, a flat-footed, out of shape white man with goggles. So a lot has changed. Uh, we've been the same old Hawks for a while. Uh, Suns have had the same history of, yeah, we can make some noise in the playoffs, but finals luck has not been, it's either been non-existent or you ran into Michael Jordan. So Or Kobe Bryant. Uh, if we do get Bucks versus Suns, I'm still going Suns there, obviously. But if it is Sun Talks, I got I got to go. I got to go with my second team there. That's all good. Uh, I do look forward to the Timberwolves turning things around and knocking the Suns out of playoffs at some point in my life. You'll never hear the end of that. <laughs> well, that's if the Timberwolves can actually make the playoffs. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it. Yeah, we'll, we'll but uh, it. but yeah, but. Real quick, uh, speaking of the Timberwolves, um, obviously you probably heard about the rumors about how the Timberwolves, quote-unquote, badly want Ben Simmons to be on their team. So Yeah, actually, it's something that's been in the back of my mind for a couple of years. Every time I watch Cat just play terrible defense. Look, all right, let me clear something, out, uh, clear something up about Cat. It's not that he's not a capable defender. He is. You know, I, I believe he led NCAA in blocks his season in Kentucky, or he's close to it, he can block shots. But those stats are overrated. When it comes to his footing, he's terrible. He jumps all over the place. He wants to get that block so bad that he'll get caught by any uh, upfake. Uh, if you remember Jonah Bolden on the yeah. Sixers, it's exactly like that. But imagine seeing it every night because he's a starter. It's painful to watch. Ben Simmons is the best defender in the league. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care who they give the award to. It's Ben Simmons. Uh, and if you look at the stats, I know a lot of people are going to cry and say, oh, it's Dirk Nowitzki. No, 
Cat is the best shooting big man of all time, statistically speaking. Haven't seen a lot of him in the playoffs, so you can't really hype him up that much. Uh, but he is. Just check the stats. He was like, hey, he shot, I believe, 42 or 44% two years ago and not far from that now. So if you mix those two together, which they will work perfectly for each other, I'm not sure how I feel about an all light skin front court, but we'll make it happen. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be great for the Timberwolves. I just don't know what I would want from that team if I was the Sixers. I'll take D'Angelo Russell. I'm cool. You said what? I'll, I'll take D'Angelo Russell. We can do that. Oh, uh, yeah, you can have that for free if you want. Um, <laughs> the only problem with that is that's Carl Anthony Towns and Ben Simmons don't have the best relationship, you know. Choking somebody out doesn't really make them your friend. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is Cat's friend, and the only reason we went and got D'Angelo Russell was to keep Cat happy. So that trade might be off the books, and I wouldn't be too mad about that as a, a Sixers fan. Um, we do have really good role players on the, on the Timberwolves. They don't get a lot of credit because nobody watches us, but – I'm cursed with knowledge. I have to watch these guys because I love them. But some nights it's bad. But there's some very good role players on there, some good young talent. Uh, don't take Jarrett Culver. He's terrible. Uh, but everything else you can find use for on that team. Oh, so Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards I and Malik be Beasley? Russell. What are you going to say? Anthony Edwards and Malik Beasley and some picks for Ben? <laughs> I'll, t- yeah, I'll yeah. do it. You think I'm going to give you the rookie of the year? No. You said everyone's That's good. You said everyone's good. Um, uh, you got Malik Beasley. He's got some uh, jail time to do for a little while, but once he's fresh out, yeah, we can make that deal. <laughs> oh I don't God. believe you can be traded while you're in jail. I don't know the rules on that. Yeah, we'll um, take uh, Ant. I'll take Ant for Ben. Screw you say that. what now? I'm not taking D'Angelo for Ant. I mean, for Ben. I'll take Ant. And Malik for Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, take some picks. Timberwolves love giving up picks, and then uh, it turns out we actually needed them. Uh, could really use the seventh pick right now, but hey, Warriors, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, that's the price you pay for getting rid of Andrew Wiggins, which I'll pay that price a billion times over. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of moves made in the offseason. I'm not quite sure who's a free agent. My dad mentioned it today. He's looking forward to free agency. I completely forgot to look at Bill's. Uh, but trades have definitely been the talk. Kimball Walker is apparently getting moved again. So that's a potential move that can be made. Tobias Harris for Kimball Walker? No? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I'd rather keep Tobias. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're kind of the same players, just different positions. It's like, yeah, this guy can hoop, but, you know, he gets hurt and this guy disappears. So I don't know. Tobias Harris did mean a lot to this locker room, but yeah. when he puts his head down, his shots always end up going short, and the rest of the team around him just there's no way the team can get galvanized because now our emotional leader is moping because he's getting booed. So I don't know if you guys noticed that in that game seven, but he was missing short, and yeah, that's sort of why. Yeah. All right, well, Freeman, um, thanks for calling in. <laughs> But, uh, Always feels good to uh, talk to you guys. Chris I is wish like, all I right, could Freeman, be in there, right. but right. it's too hot. Oh, yeah. Okay, Free. Well, thank you we for don't your blame input. You, bro. Honestly, today I actually really enjoyed talking to you today. Not that I didn't before. <laughs> 
But today you were just making some good points and just being calm. I loved it. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I'm always calm. I, I stay on topic. <laughs> I'm always calm. I'm not here to just shake things up. That's not me. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm a team player. I'm, I'm just happy to talk to you guys. All right, all, all right, right, free. All right, free. Take it easy. Peace, bro. See you in Overwatch tonight. I'll see you on Overwatch tonight, bro. All right, Take man. it easy, y'all. Bye. Peace. And once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJY and running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call in to join the discussion, Mark, get that call number. Of course, 215-763-9596. We got any comments so far? Nope, no comments so far. All right. So, wait, so y'all play on, y'all play online together? Yeah. What do y'all play? Uh, we play Overwatch. Oh, okay. And, but now they uh, did... But now uh, Overwatch is cross-platform, oh. so like it doesn't. So like he can like even though he does have a PS4, if he wants to play on Overwatch on his Xbox One, we can play together online. Oh, okay. And on the Switch on on PC. So oh, like, all right. Okay. Oh, so nice. they basically did what they did with Call of Duty because yeah. Call of Duty is cross-platform. Yeah, Call now. Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, all that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I see all gamers. Yeah. Gaming. Yeah, man. Yeah, games. Gamers. Gaming. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's, this is like whatever. let's play a little. Let's play a little game here since we're talking games. Y'all ready? Wait, are we not gonna talk about the Clippers Suns game last night? Yeah, we got two hours. We almost there. Let's play this game, y'all. If y'all don't mind, are y'all yeah, what, y- what y'all want to talk about? Yes, boss. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Go ahead. We know. We know. You got to get your, your your Ben Simmons slander in. Can I? Go Can ahead, I, man. Do you guys mind? Yeah, go ahead. <coughs> I guess if you must. Okay, so. The name of this game, and things have changed a lot, is uh, keep them or trade them. So I have 10 players here in the NBA. And then you guys, as Sixers fans and gals, decide do we keep them or trade them. All right? So this one's going to be easy. The first one is Luka. Like if he was on our team, keep him like, or trade him? Yeah, like you keep him. Like you trade Ben to get him. Oh, trade yeah. Ben to get this person. Yes. Oh. Yeah. What you thought this was? So it's just like like person body for body. Like you yeah. trade Ben, you get them. That's yes. it. Yes. Nothing else happens. I mean, I'm just saying, would you trade if this person becomes available? Well, this are is, you this game is just you know, come on, come on now. Why? It's just you're talking about hypothetical situations and nothing else involved, and that's never going to happen in those terms. Like everything it's always is hypothetical, right? No, this no, everything, what, no, everything we do ter- is hypothetical. No, but in terms of saying that Ben for them, that's it. That's never going to go down like that. So, if it's a oh, trade, we package, actually did get a comment. Jason said trade Ben for anybody. Thank you, <laughs> Jason. Uh, how do you, how do you hey, like, Jason. How do you like the way this is starting? I already like the way this starts. It's hey, fantastic. Uh, yeah, Luger for Ben, yeah. No. Not not straight up. If this person is available and there's a package and it requires Ben Simmons. Yes, do, yes, yes. Ne- yes, next question. For Luca, Yeah. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, because this is, might be a real thing, actually. Donovan Mitchell is growing frustrated in Utah. Yes. No. Yes. This, n- this is a no-brainer. Um, De'Aaron Fox. No. I like De'Aaron Fox, but no. Yeah, I'm taking him. Um, what's the reasoning in this one? Because he, I don't think he it can, Ben's defense is not going to be equaled out by his offense. How good was Ben's defense in the second round against the Hawks? It's pretty good. Actually oh. pretty good. Was, was it? Yeah. Uh, so what did we need more? Did we need more of Ben's defense or Ben's offense? 
I mean, th- again, Ben's not the whole problem. We lost it's, Mark. It's I mean, not. here's the thing. I'm I mean, just asking a question. How how bad did we need Ben Simmons' offense? We need to offer some everybody. We like JoJo and Seth wasn't doing it, obviously. So we needed more from everyone. Tobias, Danny Green was hurt. That hurt us. Okay. I mean, Trey Young shot five of twenty nine. So one side of the ball, you know, Simmons did his job, but then him passing up that easy dunk because he thought. Gallinari was <laughs> was the Kimbe Mutombo. Yeah, but even though that even <laughs> he though thought he was Deke, <laughs> even though Trey Young was the one under the bucket, but but as far as the Aaron Fox, no, I like I like the Aaron Fox. You to me is probably uh, from basket to basket, probably the fastest player in the league. But no, I think I need a little bit more um, from the King side in order to do that deal. Okay, um, Trey Young. I'm going to say yes while you guys think about that. I'm going to say no. I'll say yes. But Seth Curry can't be our starting shooting guard. Okay. That's fair enough. Carm, why you say no? The defense again? Yeah. Okay. Um, Bam out of bio. No. I actually agree with that. No. All right. So we're, we're good on that one. Oh, so when you agree with a no, then if you just pass on, you don't ask me why. But if I say no, you, can, you, you can, agree. You, you can ask me no, why. No, 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 no. It's anyone. Is, this is a two-way street it's here. It's anyone. Okay. Um, Pascal Siakam? No. No. No way. No way. It's not worth it. I don't know. I'm 50-50. I'm no. I'm 50. If we can somehow manage to – if we can keep Maxi. I like, I, like, I like Pascal Siakam a lot more than what than a lot of people. Uh, oh, well, because he plays for your beloved Toronto. I'm sorry, Nick Nurse. He plays for your beloved Nick Nurse. That's why you love him. No, because you get the same thing in terms of defensive intensity, just right. like Ben Simmons. You also get the 25. Uh, you also get the 20 to 25 points per game. Solid rebounding. Yep. And uh, the decision-making on the offense. Like, the guy already knows what he's going to be doing as soon as he gets the ball. Yeah. He's like a – he's a – in my opinion, I'd say he's a little bit of a not as aggressive Giannis. The only difference is he can shoot. So when he's not always just making a beeline down the court, he can shoot. No, like 15 and in, pa- uh, Pascal's money, just when he tries to shoot. Like, yeah. But no, he's not the best three-point shooter. That's he's why like, I'm saying, okay. like, if he's – like, if he kept his aggression the same way Giannis is, mm-hmm. all right, he's a monster. But he, he, he brings it back. He dials it back. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go yes on that one. Um, mm. Oh, you have a color. Carm, was it the defense again? Ninety-eight point five WJYN, right back sports. Okay, let me turn it up. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. I just turned my phone up because you sound like a whisper. But this is the um, studio, the station for WJYN, right? Yes. Okay. Like once, like I said. You sound like you so far away, a whisper. But um, so it's so, so y'all on the air right now because you're such a small station. You can't just get you. Y'all on the air doing something now? Yes, we're doing our sports talk show right now. Oh uh, well, you're so tiny. I'm. A, I'll see if I can find you. But like at nighttime, I could get it for Ollie Hackett. But um, and I gotta hold the radio in a certain way to hear it. Because you're between them two large stations, you know. Yeah. 
So um, I didn't know what other kind of programming. See, I thought maybe y'all just come on at night, then you go off in the daytime because I can't get to it. Well, we're on every Tuesday from 5 to 7, this show. So if you if you go to 98.5 from 5 to 7, you should be able to hear us. Okay, I think I heard you say you want Tuesdays and what? From 5 to 7. We're, we go on every Tuesday, 5 to 7 on 98.5. With the programming that's on right now. Right. Okay, what yes, kind ma'am. of programming is it? It's a sports show. We talk about sports and culture. We talk about Uh-oh. pop culture, sports. So if you like sports or you just like to talk about, you know, Philly things, if you're from Uh-oh. Philly, you should well, definitely. tell me something. Is the programming somewhere? Like I could have my uh, co-worker look it up for me tomorrow because she found this phone number for me. What do you mean? Is, the... your, is your programming somewhere so I could say, oh, okay, they do this one this day and this on this day, this time, well, y'all got that we, we we go on social media and we talk about things that we're going to talk about for the show. So if you have like Instagram, Facebook, we talk about the things that we gonna that we're going to talk about for that day. We we put it out there on social. We don't really have it anywhere where we list what we talk about every week. You have to kind of be follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Well, how about in general for the station? Does the station have like programming listed? Yeah, so what you can do, you can check out www.uptownradiofilm.com org. you'll be able to get all your information as far as our programming yeah. our list of shows and you'll be able to yeah. tune in and call this number whenever you need to oh, and okay. if you even have an alexa you can en- enable your alexa and ask her to tap into oh. uptown radio yeah i'll, I'll have my own have no devices so uh, my co-worker will look this up for me so i can see what kind of program? And then I'm a, um, I got a Walkman. I'm gonna see if I could pick y'all up right now, but okay, girl. probably doubt it. Check <laughs> us out, girl. Check us out. We listen. You don't gotta like sports. We're very entertaining. We talk about Philly stuff, culture stuff. So you should definitely tune in. But I don't know if I'm gonna get y'all because you're so tiny. You know, you between them two stations. Uh. You don't come in clear. Well, yeah. just try, girl. We we gonna be here. Okay. We're doing right. we're doing our all best, right. man. We All gotta right. go. Uh, and, and you sound so far away on the phone. I don't know what the problem that is, but y'all a whisper. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a technical difficulty on your end. I'm not sure, but thank you so much for calling in. Thank all you. Right. Well, I hope I wasn't on the air. You were, but you we oh, loved it. No. We loved it. Oh, What's, my. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> What's your name? Jane from South Philly. Jane from South Philly. Thank you, Jane. Call us again, okay? Thank thank you, Jane. (laughs) Bye. Uh, Okay, that was the easily the best unique caller that we've had in our our entire time. Yeah, Christopher, be open to our callers, man. (sighs) All walks of life. Oh my god, (laughs) y'all got me here sweating. (laughs) All walks of life, man. See, she was tired of this Ben Simmons stuff. She called in like, listen, I don't know what y'all saying, but bam, bam, bam. So tiny, like like this Ben Simmons talk is just a whisper. She was like, yeah, y'all are such a station, so in between the big (laughs) ones, I can't get y'all. I'm like, man. Radio frequency on my Walkman. That was cute. We yeah. got any comments? Yeah, they, they. It's Jason. What is going on right now? And it's just a bunch of consecutive comments, just laughing about what just happened. Oh, that oh, was pretty. I funny. love it. Thank you. But this so is a much. part of being around the radio. You never know who's going to call in. Yeah, so exactly. And so when he, and and look, we got a we got a new potential listener. Right, Jane yeah. from South Philly. Yeah. Listen, girl, if you can get us in the Walkman, hit us up. <laughs> Facts. Oh God, walk. Chris, hit the uh, call tags again. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to 98.5 WJYN, running back sports, and on uptownradiophilly.org. If you want to call to join the discussion, Mark, give the call number. 
Yes, 215-763-9596. I'm trying not to yell today. I don't want to be like Meek Mill, so I've been having my sexy voice on. So I, I don't know. How, how y'all sound, y'all? Oh, your sexy voice. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to put my sexy voice on. So mm. I have not been yelling this show. That's why I got the headphones on, seeing monitoring my voice, seeing where my vocals is going yeah. and whatnot. Well, thank you, Jason. He said we sound just fine. Thank, thank you so much. Do, Thanks, Do you Jay. hear us on the YouTube or on the link? Nah, he's on the YouTube. He's All on right. the YouTube. Oh, well, the All YouTube right. anyway, is so perfect. Finish your look. Where where was I? Uh, you you said I think you said after Bam it was <clears throat> Oh, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Oh, did and, that. and Carm, what was your reasoning? The defense again? Right. Okay. Um, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yes. Oh. What's your reasoning on this one, Carm? Is it the offense? I think he's he's a two way more a two way player that we can utilize. You're right. You're definitely right. And he's younger. Right. Well, actually, are they the same no, age? I think they're around the same age. But either way, he's just a better two. He's a he's a more of a two-way threat, mm-hmm. which I like. A lot of the players I felt that you said, besides Luka being a superstar, and Donovan, I just don't want him. Why? And De'Aaron, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just not, like, too privy to So, him. all right. I'm just. But with De'Aaron Fox and Trey Young, I feel like they're not two way. What I, what I want y'all to think about, though, I don't want y'all to think, like, I want y'all to think about the team, what the team needs. But you didn't say that as a prereq to this but conversation. But that should be a con- you, no, that's, no, no, no. You said, that should be known if we're making said, a trade. No, but like uh, everything with this Ben Simmons talk sometimes isn't necessarily talking about the team. It's, it gets personal. It gets individual. Uh-uh. So you can't say it's always about the team because it's not. Yeah, no, it is. That's why we make trades. No. Uh-uh. But I'm saying in the conversations about Ben, it's not always about the team. All right, so everything that I've listed is all about the benefit of the Philadelphia 76ers. Don't be smart. That's, no, that's, Don't be the, smart. I'm that's just the only reason that we would trade him. Anyways, continue. We can't get any continue worse. Continue with your list. Well, I only have about three more left okay, anyway. Okay, so continue. All right. We got LaMelo Ball. The benefit of the team. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so you just said yes and you just wrote down on your... So basically whatever Mark's decision is, is what goes on the paper. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's just asking us just to ask for the air. Confirma- confirmation bias, right. pretty much. Right. No, no, I, no, no, no. I'm writing them down as I, I'm actually saying my answers. That's all I'm saying. I know. I, I mean, like, when you made this list, I mean, you kind of already knew, like, what you were going to say yes and no to. Not really, because I'm, I'm thinking of, I just picked, I picked them random. Okay. Um, this ain't, hold on, this ain't, oh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> LaMelo for Ben. I'm gonna say yeah. Yes, more more room to grow. Yeah, and you saw like him being in the starting lineup when he was getting you know deep minutes from the Hornets. Completely different team. Yeah, I would say yeah. Not to mention he's he's already you know a willing shooter, great court vision, and more importantly has the length at six foot eight to you know be a really good defender in this league, especially for the point guard position. Yeah, especially if he you know bulks up a little bit, which he probably will as right. he gets older and as you know he's in the, in the league more, he'll bulk up. I agree with what both of y'all said. Um, I'm, I think, um, you know, just being a part of that ball family, we always, like, crack jokes about it, but they work hard. So I wouldn't be shocked oh, yeah. if he comes back with more tools and refines his game even more. Yeah, like, Lamelo, I think, yeah, Lamelo to me is going to be the star out of him and Lonzo, but Lonzo's still going to be a solid NBA starter. Mm, I, I, we'll and, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. We'll see, though. I feel like uh, once Lonzo gets a – a better opportunity because I, I feel like he came on a little more this year. Yeah, like oh, once he, he changes he his needs, form, he, which is crazy. How do you a guy changes his form over the summer and comes back shooting? 
Yeah, he he needs to get out of New Orleans. I think like Chicago or like maybe New York. Well, he's going to be a bit. free agent. So yeah, no, yeah, right. he definitely's going to leave. He can write his and own I ticket. think with Lonzo, he, just to say, when he came into the league, it was a different situation than for Lamelo. You know what I mean? Agreed. Lonzo had more like the negative press, the negative kind of imagery on him. And once he got in the league, then people started to see like, oh, well, the dads might be a little crazy, but you can see that he, what he's done is kind of work for the for the. Also, kids. the expectations from the situations that they went to was different. Lonzo oh, sure. went, we went to the Lakers. Yeah, Lonzo went to the <laughs> Lakers. So like, with your dad pushing all this stuff, like, well, he's going to be better than LeBron, better than Kobe, better Kobe, than Magic, Steph Curry. all that stuff. So it's like, and we all know, LA's not patient when it comes to their players. No. Like, as soon as we can get, like, as soon as the star becomes available, they're going to ship you off without a second thought. Right. So, Lonzo. And the Hornets, went, yeah, they was so. just, like, happy with whatever they're going to get. Like, if he plays well, then they're happy because they just, you know, they haven't been good. Yeah. And then Kemba left and they wanted some, you know, needed a new star. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Carmen yeah. hit that on the money. Yeah. Um. Okay, two more left. This one should be easy. Um. Russell Westbrook. No. No. I'm saying yeah. For sure. <laughs> that's stupid. No, it's not. It is. No, to me like it's the same. One no, is just aggressive. No. Um <laughs> it's like two it's like two different it's like two different spectrums. Ben Simmons isn't aggressive enough and then Russell then you have Russell Westbrook who would literally shoot shot at the game because he doesn't have a high shot IQ. That's very true. I agree. So like if you're frustrated watching Ben Simmons, oh, like, I know. Yeah, so it's like, but we need somebody to be more aggressive. Russell Westbrook, not that aggressive. <laughs> like tone it down. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more leaning yes. It's, but it's not, it's not like by a blowout. It's like sixty forty. No, um, I, I'd rather keep Ben. Okay, fair enough. Over Westbrook because, like, he had trouble. Went, he had trouble in like you know trying to win a championship with Durant and Harden, and. Pretty much any, everywhere he goes. I mean, it's not the fact that Russell Westbrook's not a bad player. Far from he's not right. a scrub, but I I would rather like to me I would still rather have him not on my team than <laughs> as opposed to like yeah. not have been. No, so. that's fair. I mean, I, I look at it from an aspect like we know what Russ is going to give you. We we know what Ben's going to give you, but at this point, I get it. Russ will probably shoot us out of games <laughs> like he'll probably shoot us out of games but yeah. he's going to be aggressive and he's yeah. going to be non-stop and he's he imagine imagine russ in this city as much as we hate him he's the type oh, of he'd guy be, oh, he'd that be loved here he would yeah he, he would, everyone would gravitate towards russ a guy who never it'd be like almost having Allen iverson 2.0 yeah so yeah but also i got a factor in that russell westbrook's getting older so like that's true but has father time touched him why are we even talking about this? Let's go to the next one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but even so, then it's like you want to take on like that contract for a guy that's going to his early to mid thirties. Yeah, he only got like two more years left. Ben got what five? Even so, if you're if you're looking for a salary dump, and that's all you could possibly get, I, I, I mean, be too you don't. Old. I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen. If with that's ben. the best offer, I'd rather keep Ben. Okay. All, all things considered. You don't know what's going to happen with Ben. Right. For He's all for all we know, he could finally come back with his, his jump shot. You can't, I mean, you can't put people in a box saying this is what you are and this is what you're going to be. People can always grow and change and do better, regardless of whatever the mainstream media's opinion of him is. He's young enough. And even if you're older, you can always change if he wants to, as if he wants to. You can't put that limit on him and say, oh, Ben got fired. Like, you don't know that. I agree. I, I definitely agree. For all we know, he could really come back shooting right-handed, and he shoot like Steph Curry. And it's this, just this it's just making the it's like with the, with coaching. It's like making the adjustments 
to to play the game better. So if he makes the adjustments, he has the talent, he has the IQ. It's just getting out of his own behind and right. making the adjustments to do what you need to do. That's all it is. It's him. it's him. So I don't know. That's very fair. And then the last one, Michael Porter Jr. No. Hmm. I like Michael Porter Jr. I actually like him a lot. But he does have that back thing. But at the same time, he's been playing well. He hasn't hasn't really been an issue for him. But I still say no. Okay, cool. I, I'm a I'm a say no as well. I like Michael Porter Jr. But to me, he seems like a little bit of a head case. Just just a bit. I feel like personality does matter in certain cases. And even as a rookie, he already overstepped his boundaries. So who knows what you can get from him down the line? He has a great offensive talent. He is non-existent in defense, on defense. I don't think Denver plays a lick of defense at all. Like I can't even think of anybody that they had that actually plays defense. So on, on that note, I would say no. I'm gonna keep Ben in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the um, the end of the pick him or leave him or what I said, keep him or take him, trade him type thing. You said Ben Simmons versus the field. Yeah. In the, in the group chat. So yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So okay. my question is, is that. There are a bunch of firings over the last few weeks in the NBA. The Orlando Magic, the Portland Trailblazers. They did hire Chauncey Billups, the Indiana Pacers, Rick Carlisle's over there. So out of all the teams that were that fired their coaches and got new coaches, or they're still looking for one, what do you feel like was the best situation for a head coach to go into out of all of those teams? To be honest, at first I with thought with the roster or like with the org. This whole thing? All together. All together because it all factors in. At, at first, I thought it was Chauncey Billups, but it's already rocky. They won because Dame is apparently about to request a trade. And then the video that you um, commented on on Facebook earlier where the staff didn't even let him answer a question. And I, I get it. It wasn't an appropriate Ooh. question. So there was a video on um, Chauncey Billups had his press conference today. And he was asked a question from a reporter about some rape allegations back in 1997. From from him? He had rape allegations? Yeah. Back in 1997. Yeah. Uh So the reporter asked him about that. And the president or whoever, the PR person, shut it down quick. Like, no, we're not talking about that. So for me, that's already a bad start because Dame is about to ask out. And you already got rape allegations from 1997. Art, yeah, like, where does that even coming from? It's like you don't even know all your this roster. Time, all this time, like people haven't brought that up, and now they want to bring that up. Yeah, that to me, that journalist is a bum. Yeah. So that was that was just Honestly, super diabolical. Are they founded? Like, was he convicted? I don't. It's just I don't, allegation. I'm, like, I don't know. I don't know the situation. Honestly, the first I've heard about it, like during this week. I've never heard of anything bad about Chauncey Billups. Well, then the, that, ever. That's like that's not using your journalistic integrity. Like, if you don't have facts, you don't have you know, you don't just throw that out there. That's something that can you know y'all know we talked about this. This yes. can stain your 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 name and your reputation. He just got head. And mind you, he's in Portland. Right. Like his rep over there is gonna matter. Like you're in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. You ain't in Philly. Like you know. Right. Like you ain't. You gotta. You gotta. Ha- like them people ain't playing that. Yeah, so it's, it's it's just unfortunate though. Man, I feel like stuff like that always happen to black men. I don't, I don't care. Like it always happens. Like for example, why are they still calling Nate McMillan interim head coach? Like I get it, Lloyd Pierce was fired, but he's the head coach. I don't care. But he's he, the head coach. But he hasn't been named as the official like long term. That's I, why he I is, get that. But they still don't. The interim they though. don't do that with white men. I'm just saying. But who has ever been interim in this kind of stage? A lot of them. 
in this stage in the in the playoffs? Yeah, there, there, it's happened. Maybe not this deep in the playoffs, but it I'm saying. might happen throughout the season. Maybe I mean, the first round. And like but people the are interim. still giving him his credit, though. It's not like people are downing him because he's interim. But just because he is interim, people still have been like, "Yo, Nate has been out coaching everybody." So oh. I mean, yeah, the tight that kind of it is kind of eh. But I mean, he's so, still getting his props. Right. Just like just like when like when a coach is fired and he's black, he's fired. But if you're white, you're part ways. Right. Right. Part ways. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's on. true. The are language. You, are you kidding me? That's true. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Chauncey Billups for right now. Okay. It's just well, not in a good situation. I just I'm just saying. He's what was the question you said? The best situation that if you're a head coach, like what what organization that just fired their head coach, like what what situation would you go would to? Would you want to go into? Yeah. Um. Okay. So we got the Wizards left. The Pacers are out. The Blazers are out. We got the even Wiz- even still then like so like like the Blazers just fired their coach. The Pacers like if. Even before that, like, what situation would you like to go to? Mm. None of them are really that great. Well, I think great. I wrote this down, like, who, where the teams were. So I, don't, I, I don't think that any of them. Oh, I got it. Okay, so Orlando, great. Dallas, Portland, Boston, Indiana, uh, New oh. Orleans, D.C. Probably. Okay, go ahead. Uh, oh, Boston just hired somebody new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epi, yeah. Epi Udoka. Yeah. Former, former assistant former. coach here. Oh, he oh he fine. <laughs> oh, Sorry, he, he is. He from uh, the motherland. And he's dating um. Ne- Neil he's, da- he's dating Neil Long. What? Neil yeah. Long. Yeah. That Neil Long. Yo yo. Yeah, Tristan Thompson's about to be in his bag every time he go to TD Garden. Yo. <laughs> she a baddie. She been bad. She's been like timeless. Bad. Like she doesn't age. She, she ne- looks so good. She, she never, never stops. She really like wine. She For just real? get finer and finer, thicker right. and thicker. Uh, all right. Sorry. All right now. Simmer I can, down. I can say that word. Simmer down. Okay. I would say y'all both need to calm down. <laughs> we, we, we good. I, on, we good. Y'all, on y'all side both in heat, table. right? Y'all both in heat right now. I, I would say Boston. That's the best. Cause I feel like they're more. They they have more like so they got Brett Steve Brad Brett Brad Stevens as their GM now, and then you got the new coach. You got my baby Tatum, okay, as your superstar. Jalen's coming back. Yeah, you got rid of Kemba, but you have some possibility of maybe something else popping off. You weren't like you just had you didn't have your worst season of your life, which is not the best. You have stuff to work with. The culture there is pretty solid. So I say Boston. Yeah, I, I agree with Carm. I forgot about that one. I already know which one Chris is gonna say, so I'm not gonna cut him off. But I, I agree with Carm. Just watch out though, Jalen Brown, you never know. He might get traded. What was, I gonna, what was I gonna say? Dallas. No. Oh well, that's a not shock. Dallas is like he, up in the air. That's no, not a good place right. to go. Oh, they got Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, he's their head coach now? Yeah. Oh, he uh, got named the head coach? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's why he wrote that letter to LeBron, talking about whatever you were saying? Possibly. I thought you were going to say that. So Jason you Kidd is going to so coach much. the team he won the trip with. That's nah, cute. Honestly, yeah. I, honestly, that's a rocky relationship right now between Luke and the Mavs because the former GM, um, I think like Nelson, like that was Luke's guy. Mm. And apparently like he didn't like the fact that they parted ways with him. Then the issue was, oh, like, of course, he didn't get fired. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, that's how they said. Well, that's how they said when I got the uh, notification. <laughs> I know, I'm just talking trash. Yeah, but uh, then like Rick Carlisle's gone. Then when you look at it, it's like now there's internal conflict between like Chris Eppersingus and Luka Doncic not liking each other. That's like a whole mess right now. So like I'm not touching that with a uh, ten foot pole even. Sheesh. So, and like like we said like a few weeks ago, like Luka. Like I don't think like Luca's kind of guy that's gonna be like hurting for money or like is gonna be hunting for money. So like he, for all things considered, he could just not sign that extension. He can just leave for free agency. Yeah. And as I mentioned, it's like I don't know what can I get for Chris Porzingis in return to try to make the Mavericks a, a better competitive team, especially out in West. 
Yeah, the West has always been tough to play. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Which is why I'm picking I'm picking the most secure job out of all of them with zero expectations. You about to say the Pacers? No, the Orlando Magic. Oh. Yeah, anything you yeah. do with them. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like I get Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac coming back from injury. Cole Anthony yeah. has shown that he'd be able to, you know, be the guy primary ball hander down in close games. You still got Mo Bamba. And not to mention you still got a number five pick in the draft. Yeah. And you got you got a bunch of draft capital. You got a bunch of draft capital, young players. That's super safe. Yeah, it's super safe. You don't have any expectations, really, because what am what are my expectations for having a team that's led by Markel Fultz and Mo Bamba? That's true. And um, Orlando. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, it's Orlando, so I can be in Disney World chilling. Are you right? All right. And now it's time for our call with Jeff Bowers. Oh. Hey, Jeff. How's it going, man? Hey, man. It's going well. Hey, man. So, uh, listen, it's near. It's 100 degrees here in Philly, man. How you doing down in Texas? <laughs> man, it's, it's weird when, like, it's hotter in Seattle and Philly than it is here. Like, it's like 90. It's not bad. We're going to get some rain. Dude, the world is upside down. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Global warming. <laughs> I guess, but if that means 90 degrees in Texas in July, dude, I'll take it. That's cool. I'm <laughs> turn my car on and leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, obviously, with the draft is passing in, you know, training camp and everything else. So, uh, overall, in regards to uh, NFL, uh, football work, what have you been working on? Man, we're 76, ga- uh, 76 days to the start of the season. Uh, getting hyped, you've gotten through many camps, you've got, you know, all the, the preseason hype and all that stuff. We had 22 days into the Cowboys report for training camp in July uh, as they're going to play the uh, Hall of Fame game against Pittsburgh. So the way I look at it is there's two lingering questions still for this NFL season. Of course, both of them are quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Watson thing, man, honestly, I don't expect any kind of resolution on that at all. I think if he even plays, it would be for Houston. I don't think they would be able to trade him. Um, I mean, maybe that could change in a trade deadline deal, but I I just don't see it. And I think that just kind of simmers, and then they'll figure that out next season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, (laughs) I don't know. Um, You know, but there was the story floated out this week about the opt-out and whether or not he wanted to go July. You know, he has the ability to opt out for COVID on July set by July 2nd. Sounds like he doesn't want to do that. But then retirement's still an option. Jeopardy's still an option. Um, at the end of the day, if I had to put money on it, I would bet that he shows up after training camp and plays. That's my guess. Now, is that going to totally fracture their locker room and screw everything up? Of course it is. But it's Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't he do that? So those are the two lingering questions. And then – I figure we could just kind of run through. Uh, I'm run through the AFC and the NFC. Talk about some teams that I've heard some hype on, and some rookies that I like, some fantasy guys. Just wherever you guys want to go with that. All right, and uh, listen, I'll, I'll just keep it like in state in Texas. Um, you know, you talked about the Cowboys reporting. So, what is have you been hearing about Dak Prescott, especially coming back from that injury? How's he looking so far in uh, the camps? Well, the Cowboys are interesting. Look. Offense is not the problem down here. You know, Dak looks like he's recovering well. You know, of course, you always have ghosts. You always have that worry. The first time he rolls out, everybody's going to kind of hold their breath. Mm -hmm. But, look, Dak's a a well-built dude. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to get out there, and and that offense should absolutely, if they get back the guys on the offensive line with with Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, 
Uh, obviously, C.D. Lamb stepped up last year. And the other factor, and here's a fantasy sleeper for some people, uh, Michael Gallup's in a, tr- in a contract year. He's going to want the ball. And I expect – and he's going to be getting every team's third-best cornerback this year because uh, C.D. Lamb's no longer a, a – you know, no longer a uh, secret weapon. So I, I think Michael Gallup could have himself quite a year, and he knows he's not getting paid in Dallas. So uh, that's another option. Another little fantasy sleeper is a guy coming back from injury is Blake Jarwin, the Cowboys tight end. Mm-hmm. I think he could have himself a pretty nice little role in the offense because they paid him a bunch of money, and he's going to try to go out there and prove it. The problem with the Cowboys is defense. You know, the defense that Mike Nolan tried to run last year was just a train wreck for I mean historically bad for the first about eight to ten games of the season then it kind of normalized as people kind of figured out how to how to play the defense but by then of course you know it's too late however they jettison Mike Nolan they bring in Dan Quinn and the problem there is of course that Dan Quinn's offense in Atlanta was kind of garbage for the last few years like I, I don't know I don't know why they expect him to be this massive guru that he gets to pick his own guys during the draft, which was a whole storyline. But, I mean, that defense hasn't been good since they went to the Super Bowl. And so, and then he brings in a bunch of Atlanta guys, Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey, all of, you know, which Atlanta's letting walk, which should tell you something right there. It's going to be dicey. I think it's going to be another year where they're going to be an absolute sieve against the run, I think the, they'll get some turnovers and splashy plays, but they'll also give up a ton of yardage and a ton of points and be high scoring, which means Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and all those guys are more valuable. Also, Zeke coming in, looking a little slim down, looked like he laid off the Oreos in the offseason, so that's nice too. It's going to be explosive down here, but I don't know how much winning they're going to do. <laughs> hey, Jeff, Mark here. It's been a, uh, a minute since we've talked um, Julio Jones is now with the Tennessee Titans. What was your first reaction when he got traded to them, and how far do you think the Titans will be able to go with the addition of Julio Jones? So it's interesting because I think that, um, you know, you got to see how much, I mean, how many games is Julio going to play first off? You know, he's getting up there in age. He's, he's been banged up the last few years and all of that. Um, I think it's a great addition for the Titans. I love the trade. Uh, it seemed like the most logical choice, and, and everything just seemed to kind of perfectly line up for that. So, you know, it didn't shock me when it happened. But um, I would say, you know, the Titans are a team, obviously, you know, losing Jonu Smith is big for that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they really didn't replace him at, at the tight end position. I mean, they've got Jeff Swaim and Anthony Ferkser as their tight ends right now. So that's worrisome. Um you know, and, and how much can, I mean, how much can Derrick Henry carry the load? Because when that dude's on, man, that team's amazing. But when he's shut down, they got nothing. A uh, little worried about the defense as well. You've got to, I think they're really counting on the uh, the first-round rookie, Caleb Fairley, being healthy. If he is, he's a, an amazing pick. If he isn't, that def- that secondary is going to be in trouble. So the Titans, for, for me, are a team kind of ended up at a zero sum like they're still a good nine to ten win team maybe even 11 now that we have 17 games but i still don't know that that's enough to a win that division and b advance anywhere in the playoffs you know i think they're kind of stuck in that 
middle ground, which is the worst possible place to be stuck in the NFL, in that I'm just good enough to win, but not good enough to actually win anything else. NFL purgatory. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jeff, uh, oh. so, uh, oh, so I'm doing a league, so my our draft is going to be within, like, 60 days. So uh, are some – are there anybody like in the first round of the draft that you're going to be a little bit weary about possibly taking? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I am worried about, and there, you know, obviously you worry about a guy, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley coming back from the injuries. Um, honestly, one of the guys I'll tell you that right there at the top of the draft, Alvin Kamara, well, I'd be super worried about his production with Jameis now at the helm, right? It's a different, it's a different world in New Orleans now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that to me is going to be one that's very interesting to watch to see how well Kamara can come through that and if he can take on that, you know, take on the load there. Um, because I think New Orleans is going to take a step back pretty decidedly there. Um, I would say one of the guys that I, I think I would put the bet on with those early running backs is uh, Saquon Barkley. I think, honestly, I think the Giants are going to have a great year this year. I, I think that defense started around in the form. It looks like Joe Judge has that thing going. And, look, they don't win because of Daniel Jones. They win despite him. <laughs> but now, with the weapons they've put on that team, with Galladay, and now Slayton turns into the actual number two wide receiver that he needs to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think you're going to see a little bit – uh, unleashing of the, the tight end position with Kyle Rudolph added there, and he's going to do nothing but catch touchdowns, which if you need a super cheap backup tight end in your fantasy league, that's a nice fit because, you know, he'll catch four or five touchdowns every year. And, you know, I, I, I think the Giants I, the Giants have every chance to win the NFC East for me. You know, I know everybody has the Cowboys penciled in, and obviously then the football team is the uh, reigning champs, but I, I think the Giants could – could just come up there and, and win the whole NFC East at least. Hey, Jeff, Mark here again. Question. So I know I know you're a big-time draft guy. I know that's what you specialize in. And, you know, in, here in Philadelphia, we've had quarterback controversy for the past couple of years, and now Jalen Hurts yeah. is finally at the helm. I, if you can, go back a little bit. Tell me what you remember when he was coming out of college and how this can translate and help the Philadelphia Eagles because there's still a lot of people are 50-50 in this town on him. On Jalen Hurts? Yeah. So, the thing about Hurts is, so the NFL has fallen into this trap. And the trap is, is get me a quarterback who's super fast and can run around a little bit, and I'll figure out the rest. Mm -hmm. And so far, in the history of the NFL, no quarterback that has ever a run first quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. Now, could that change? Sure. But it hasn't. Um, I mean, Cam Newton got there. But the year that Cam Newton got there was his best statistical year passing, right? The running quarterback does not win, period, end of sentence. So can you win some games? Of course you can. Look at Lamar Jackson. He kills it all the time. How far does he make it in the playoffs? How much do people see the limitations and say, dude, just play, drop coverage, play his zone, don't let him get in the lanes, and then make him throw passes? It's worked against Vic. It's worked against Lamar Jackson. It's worked against all those guys who are – the run first types. So that's what I worry about for Jalen Hurts. Can he take the next step and turn into that passer? I would say no, because he's never done it. 
He didn't do it at Oklahoma. He didn't do it at Alabama. Is he a great leader? Is he a great guy? Will people play for him? Absolutely. Like, the locker room loved him, obviously. That's why they jettisoned Carson Wentz. But if you're telling me, can this dude take me to the promised land? Absolutely not. Um, so that's, that's just my general thoughts on Jalen Hurts. And I think he's a really good, nice stopgap, and you guys are waiting for your next big quarterback. The problem is, is the quarterback you just jettisoned just landed in Indianapolis. And I know you're not going to like to hear this, the Colts are kind of a little dark horse for me to win this whole the whole damn thing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So Jeff, uh, Chris here again. So everybody has been, especially around the Philadelphia area, has been praising Devontae Smith about his work ethic, and you know you got eventual future Hall of Fame wide receivers like Isaac Bruce, you know, giving him props as well. So what do you gauge about Devontae Smith and how well? And how much of an impact do you think he's going to make during his rookie year? What was that last part? I'm sorry. Uh, how do how do you view how do you how well do you think Devontae Smith's going to do in his rookie year? You know, dude, I think Devontae is going to be great. Uh, I, I think that is. I mean, you just got, like I said, the next Marvin Harrison. I mean, there's no question. Um, but if you'll remember Marvin Marvin Harrison's rookie year, he mm-hmm. didn't have a quarterback to throw the ball. So, like, Devontae's going to be great. Now, can he stay healthy? That's the question mark because, I mean, the guy weighs like half of me. So, <laughs> so that's not great. But what I would say is that, I mean, between him, uh, the kid out of TCU, you've got some real nice weapons going into place there. Um, you know, the, if the O-line can come back and be healthy, and I know you added a little bit there, like, I love what's happening. I love the old-school veteran structure on defense. I love what's happening on the front and the weapons that are all around this team. It just needs the trigger man. And I'm not sure Jalen Hurts. It's, it's much like with the Giants. It's you're going to win despite Jalen Hurts, not because of him. Mm. And that's where I would lean towards the other teams in that division ahead of you because, well, one, the Cowboys have a quarterback you can win because of. In fact, they're going to have to because everything else on defense, like they got to score 50 points a game. Uh, but, you know, the football team has a defense that can win all by itself. The Giants are building a defense that I think can win, and you've got Saquon Barkley there, right? So, like, and now Galladay over the top. You've got those things in place. That's where I think the Eagles want to go to. I think they'll contend. I don't think they'll be terrible. I think they'll win six, seven games, which is just enough to put you out of reach for a quarterback. So it's, it's, it's again, you're in that other, the other end of the, the, the NFL treadmill of I'm not bad enough to lose all the way, but I'm not good enough to win enough to get to where I want to be. And that's what get coaches fired. Not to mention that you, you have a weird-ass coach. Just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I felt, listen, the way I felt about Sirianni is the way I felt about Chip Kelly the first year. So if he can do something like Chip hey, Kelly man, the first I'm year. I'm a Jets fan. I just got through with my weird-ass coach, so, like, I'm weak. <laughs> but, okay, so real quick, let me run through some things here for you guys. Because mm-hmm. I did this, you guys asked me, you were asking me, teams up, teams down. Um, we talked about the NFC East. In the North, dude, I think the Bears are going to be scary. I think the Bears are going to win, it, especially with the Aaron Rodgers drama and all that stuff in the North. I think the Bears are going to be scary. I think – that is a team that's made the playoffs the last two years with absolutely nothing at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Andy Dalton, who's at least competent and looks pretty decent in Dallas. 
and then maybe, maybe you'll see Justin Fields this year, and that's really nice. So I think I really like the Bears. I like what they're building there. Um, I kind of secretly like Carolina a little bit in the South. Now, not enough to overtake Tampa Bay, but I think they'll be better. I think Darnold is going to be more dynamic. You know, the, the Panthers lost seven games last year by less than seven points, and it was late game. It was Teddy Bridgewater dinking and dunking down the field and basically burning the clock up. Mm-hmm. So Darnold will throw it down the field. Now, he'll throw it to the other team, but he will throw it down the field, and I think that's going to be more exciting for Carolina. I think they'll have some bigger wins and some bigger losses, but I think they, sh- they should be better, and especially that defense now. Two drafts ago, Carolina spent every single draft pick on defense. Well, now this is when that comes to fruition because they're all rookies last year. Now it comes to fruition, and you throw in adding J.C. Horn there uh, in that early pick, and, man, that looks pretty good there. And then out west in the NFC, I think Arizona is going to be nice. You know, Arizona is kind of turning into Baltimore West uh, where it's Kyler Murray, Murray running around and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Now the difference is, is they don't do it with the run game as much. They do it with the passing game. Uh, but they've got some nice weapons there, and I, here's another fantasy little sleeper guy. I think Chase Edmonds is going to have himself a nice little season this year. Is a guy not a whole lot, of, you know, if you get your random fantasy people, they don't know who Chase Edmonds is. So that's a guy you might sneak on the back end of your roster in the late round and, mm-hmm. and could get some nice little production out of him as, a, as an RB3. Yeah. Out in the AFC, um, in the AFC East, the AFC East is one of the most intriguing divisions to me. Uh, obviously, being a Jets fan, you're getting all the hype this year. Oh my gosh, the hype is like even I'm starting to like. Okay, everybody, tap the brakes. Like, come on, be <laughs> cool. But Elijah Moore, the rookie out of Ole Miss, is getting all kinds of hype. Uh, I'll be fascinated to see where he gets ranked in like the ESPN stupid fantasy rankings that don't mean anything and are basically for idiots. But I'll be fascinated to see where they put a guy like that because he probably won't have as many touches as you would want, but, man, he's going to have some explosive plays uh, for some points. I think that's a nice wide receiver four to stash on a roster, and especially if you're in a keeper league, mm-hmm. go get yourself Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, it. got it. The other guy I like out of there, the other rookie, is Michael Carter. Um, he has a chance to be the number one back for, the, for a Jets team that's going to run the ball the way the Niners do. So it's going to be running back by committee, but he's going to get a lot of touches. I really like him, and, and the rookie, Zach Wilson, looks like he belongs. Uh, so that's nice. The other team out in the AFC East is the, the Dolphins. Um, they've got a little bit of the issue with Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard, because he's going to hold out. He's going to pull a full Darrell Rivas. So get ready for that. Mm-hmm. But that defense is strong. They've put some weapons in place, and now it's all up to Tua. They either win because of Tua or despite him. Um, Fantasy-wise, go get go get Miles Gaskin. Gaskin is going to get all of the touches for that Dolphins team on when they run the ball, which they probably won't much. But uh, Gaskin is the guy, I think, for them uh, there. Let's see. AFC North, secretly the Bengals could be decent. Now, they're not going to win a lot because that defense is still not great. Yeah. But Burrow, Chase, yeah, could look pretty good. That offensive line is kind of coming together. Um I, I like the Bengals at least to, to make a little noise, to be a little terrible. A team I would avoid is the Steelers. I'm worried as hell about the Steelers. I'm not sure Big Ben has the fight. I think he just wants to dink and dunk and not get touched. But I will tell you, Najee Harris might be Offensive Rookie of the Year, and that's a guy that's going to be an absolute workhorse back. So 
you're in round two, you need a running back still, go get yourself Najee Harris because that dude is going to be – he is going to get fed the ball constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be very much like, um, uh, you know, all Alabama running backs that come into the league that mm-hmm. just get force-fed the ball 300 times a year. That just seems how it is. But yeah, especially I, I with James Conner going. Najee Harris will, will be the focal point of that Steelers offense. But that being said, I don't think they'll be very good. We talked about the Colts. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another one to avoid. Travis Etienne. I think they're going to completely miscast him and misuse him. They're trying to make him into a slot receiver. They're trying to make him do too many things. They're not going to give him the touches you want. Unless he's still there super late, let somebody else auto-stupid draft Travis Etienne. Just a hunch. Uh, And then out west, I am really high on the Chargers. I think the Chargers, with with Staley bringing that Rams defense Mm -hmm. over, uh, again, with the Chargers, you always have to say, will they stay healthy? Who knows? Yeah. But Herbert stepping into uh, a season where he could be good, they get Austin Eckler back, I think that they have a real chance to be good. A couple other sleeper fantasy picks for me. Um, I do like Levishke Chenault uh, for Jacksonville. I think he's going to end up being Trevor Lawrence's number one wide receiver. And then I also think a guy who's going to step forward is Noah Fant with Denver. I think he's ready to take that next step, and I think he's going to be the guy that Teddy Bridgewater dumps the ball down to all the time. So I think Noah Fant will be a, a, just a touch machine, and if you're in a PPR league, that's the way to go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, Jeff. Um, once again, uh, thank you for taking the time, um, you know, for calling in. We always appreciate the insight, and uh, thanks for the fantasy tips. Appreciate um, you, Jeff. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely, you guys. Yeah, check me out at Sports Narrative uh, on Twitter. And uh, we've got some new shows coming out. In fact, we might have a show on Instagram coming out soon. So I will give Dope. you guys all the heads up on all that. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you. And once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYM, running back sports show, Sports for the Culture, and on Uptown Radio, Philly.org. You want to call to join the discussion? Mark. Of course, 215-763-9596. Oh, man. I love when Jeff calls in. He has mad energy. I, I know you guys, like, just love the football. Like, yeah. y'all love it. Yeah, man. Jeff kind of gave away my secret. I'm trying to get Justin Herbert as my QB1 this year. Of course, man. He had a he had a great breakout he rookie season. He knows everything. Season. Yeah. I, I like I like Najee Harris too. Like uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, might my, might my, make me want to do Fanduel again. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, you taking those for your team this year, man. Man, I'm good, bro. My squad <laughs> gonna be good. It's not gonna be filled with all Eagles. I'm about to say like you like gotta go do like year. the whole like Miles get. You know, I try to do like the nah, whole Philadelphia Eagles offense. Nah, nah, I'm not doing. I'll play serious this year since y'all like the trash talk. But one thing I did want to go back and touch you want on money this year, also, man. All right, let's bet. How much we talking? Thirty dollar buy in. All right, say no more. Say no more. I'm trying. I'm about to take the cake now. Now that now that money's involved, now we talking something different. Okay. And I need and I need all that. So, <laughs> um, one thing I did want to go back and and touch on was just a little bit about the uh, Jalen Hurts thing, right? So, am am my it's about Chris Sims, right? Yeah, you seen that earlier. Yeah. It, but it's all the same. The media is literally the same. You can substitute any black quarterback, and you just plug them in, different name, and it's all it's all the same thing. It's literally all the same thing. But these teams are not building around the black quarterbacks. They're using their legs as an escape route because they're not properly preparing these. I mean, like preparing and building around these teams. I mean, like Dak Prescott has a dummy-proof team. Okay, that's just one guy. Patrick one, Mahomes. One guy. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is not. No. 
No, we, no, 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 oh. no, no, no. This isn't. Now we're gonna do. We're not gonna do this colorism thing. I'm not. I'm just saying. I mean, he, he's black. He man. doesn't identify. Listen, his his daddy is <laughs> his dad. His daddy is black, so he black. The he don't identify. I mean, America says he's black, but he don't. What made you say that? He, I don't. He doesn't identify as black. Cause cause he had a white girl and a white baby. I ain't say all that. And a white mom. I didn't say all that. Okay. But so, so what are you saying? Okay, so those are the two guys in possibly like NFL history where teams have actually Russell Wilson barely. He's he's screaming for help. That that noise got quieted I mean, down. He had help throughout his entire most of his career. I mean, because of a great defense, but we're talking about actual protection. So the so like the the legs should be the last thing that quarterbacks use like tom brady don't have to run why because he has protection well he can't run exactly he's 43 so it doesn't matter even throughout his entire career he couldn't run I mean, because he, they gave I mean, him protection yeah because yeah, god gave him like wounded baby giraffe legs That's right why. like Pey- peyton manning speed was on like a 17 no a 18 we'll go with that speed was at 18 on madden and he barely got tackled why because they have offensive lines all I mean, i'm saying is that the teams now they're building around you know around their athleticism and the quarterback like the Baltimore Ravens are built around Lamar Jackson's ability to run. Fair. So that's why they're building a team to do it. And you can't tell but me that Baltimore has one of uh, Baltimore is one of the better offensive lines in football. They do, but I look at it like this though, like okay, because of that, that's a weapon for Lamar Jackson, correct? Yes. So imagine right if we didn't think of it as a weapon. All right, if we didn't think of it as a weapon, if we just set it up like a normal court, like offense that you would set up for Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, it's just you have them there just in case. Would you have? But they don't do that. Okay, would you have Lamar Jackson running an offense like a Peyton Manning? If they try it and build around him, yeah, try it, build around him. So you think Lamar Jackson is just as good as a passer as Peyton Manning? Absolutely, he can try it. We we gotta see it. We gotta see it. We don't know because because they're they're not they're not playing they're not t- coaching the same way. No. Nah. We got to see it. He's not. We got to see listen, it. In the end, one thing that co- – listen, coaches now are building around the skill sets of their quarterbacks. If Lamar Jackson is running at like a 4-4 speed, he's the fastest quarterback in the league, I'm not going to take it away. I'm not going to take his legs away to make him a pocket passer just to prove that he could be – just because he could prove that he could beat me with his arm. I'm going to maximize as much as I can using his legs. I'm going to use that RPO. I'm going to use him, you know, in option plays. I'm going to use him doing speed routes. Right. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to make him – I'm not going to try to cut away his legs just to spite everybody else to make sure that he's a passer. Right. Th- 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 that's what they tried to do. And that's what they tried to say about Michael Vick. As soon as Michael Vick got here, it was a healthy combination of Andy Reid helping him develop better as a quarterback, helping him process stuff better as a quarterback, and then using his legs secondary. Right, which make which makes perfect sense. I'm not saying eliminate it altogether, but just because they have that God-given ability doesn't mean you don't put the per- the proper personnel in place for them to be successful, that's all I'm saying. Like, to me, it just sounds like. But, but what quarterback? But what black quarterback doesn't have that personnel that they can use to 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 the, to the fullest extent to use their skill set? It's rare. I'm just saying. You which just name two. You just name two. That's that's okay. Well, I'm just saying, I'll say three. At okay. Max. The Baltimore Ravens are using Lamar Jackson's skill set perfectly. Right. Um, the. But they not. But they're not giving them wide receivers. They just got him wide receivers. This okay, year. they just now got him wide yeah. receivers. If he couldn't run, he would have wide receivers. Yeah, but this is also his third year. I get you. Yeah. I'm just saying though. I just just 
That's all I'm okay. saying. All right, I get they, they, I, need, I, I they get, need to build around the guys I get the same way because that narrative to me is just it's just utter disgusting. Now I'm tired of it. You can literally like I said, you can substitute every black quarterback. Listen, I, I get everything. I get what you're saying, but this isn't the NBA. You you can't just you can't just put. You know, this person in here with like two other guys and they can immediately win. No, no crap. It was like, of course, like there's 11 guys on the field. I'm just saying, if you Dude, build a Lamar Jackson the same way you would build a Peyton Manning, like if you take away their skill set, if you provide Lamar Jackson with receivers and an offensive line like Peyton Manning, then it's different. That's all I'm saying. That doesn't happen for black quarterbacks because the league knows they He's have their legs. saying that the foundation that they're given isn't the same as a foundation of a white quarterback yes. that can throw. Yes. Or like, they're saying the perception is these, this guy is going to run. Oh, no. So we're not building. Oh, no. The perception I agree on. But teams now are building are, are much better in terms of building around black quarterbacks as opposed to years past. They're improving. I'm just tired. Like, I, I'm just tired of Mark, the I think narrative. Mark's question is, why was it like that in the first place? And when you build a team, you know that you're going to need certain things. You're going to need protection. You're going to need certain things. You know that. So well, why not Why not give them those things from the rip, regardless of if you think I can run or not? Yeah, but even still then, there's still plenty of other quarterbacks. Sam Darnold never got any of that in New York. That's Josh true. Rosen was literally sabotaged from day one. He never got an opportunity to do so. Right. There are plenty of other quarterbacks who've that weren't black because there's obviously there's more white quarterbacks coming in the league as opposed to black who've never got an opportunity to, you know, got, got a chance to get a team properly built around them. Right. Before they don't, they don't give them enough time either, though. Yeah. And then even since the beginning of the time, for especially for black quarterbacks in the NFL, they never felt like the black man had the mental capacity to actually go out there and read defenses and X's and O's and whatnot. So, like that's why they also weren't given the fair opportunity. And now it's time to change. We can do all that stuff. Remember when Jameis was coming out? They said he had the same IQ as Peyton Manning. They're not setting it up the same way though. Like they're not. They're not. They're not put giving Jameis the same opportunities and things that Peyton Manning got. I mean, you're, you mean the, you mean the same Jameis Winston that as soon as they replaced him with Tom Brady, they won a Super Bowl with? I mean, he threw thirty touchdowns. He just needed. To he also threw turnovers. thirty interceptions. He did. He and just needed to. Li- Tom Brady came to in there. He just needed to limit it. Listen, Tom Brady came in there, cut that in half, and they won a but, Super Bowl. But we're talking about a guy with two, three years experience versus a guy with seventeen years experience. Jameis been in the league for six years. Okay, even still, we're talking. We're, st- we're talking about an experience gap there. Listen, even so you, listen, even listen, experience or not, you should still not to throw between the double team. Hey, listen, it don't matter. Well, he ain't had the same offensive line. Because soon as soon as they got Brady, well, he started bringing in offensive linemen. Didn't the Buccaneers get a new coaching staff once Tom Brady came in? Like, it was like a different like, – No, he, it, no was, it was the same coaching staff. It literally staff. It was just – They just swapped for real. And, and added, like, Gronk and um, what, um, AJ. How long was Bruce Arian the coach for the Bucs? He, he was there during James's last year. Mm-hmm. So this for is his last year? Yeah. Oh, he but wasn't before there the whole that, time. Who was the coach before that? Who knows? Dirk Cutter. Hmm. Okay, so maybe that has an explanation to it because his coaching, who he got brought into the league with, who we played with, that 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 formed somebody too, right? No, sure. I okay. feel you. I'm just tired of that narrative, and I know right, we, it, yeah, it's I, not going to change. I get you, Mark. I feel you on that. But yeah. I mean, I think like Mar- what Chris is trying to say is that they are now improving things, and things are starting to get a little better. So it's like you know, obviously it should have been happening better late than never at this point because it just is. And as we've talked about on this show. Who owns the league? And then the NFL is not a player's league. We it's know not. that. So all these things that we're saying, it's just not the same kind of culture or, you know, it's just not the same as, say, like the NBA, which is totally different. 
Yeah. You know? and, and it's also just a case-by-case basis. It's not just like it's just black and white. So it's like when you look at Tennessee a few years ago when they drafted Vince Young, their head coach, Jeff Fisher, he wanted absolutely nothing to do with Vince Young. Right. And when you look at RG3, they traded up to get the number two pick to get RG3. However, the Shanahan's wanted Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So even though RG3 won rookie of the year, he looked a lot better in Shanahan's system than like a Kirk Cousins did. RG3's injuries gave him an excuse to go with Kirk Cousins as opposed to just throw RG3 in the wayside. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, like I said, bottom line, tired of the narrative. I want the same opportunities that white quarterbacks get for black quarterbacks and just to kind of take the legs out of, you know, the God-given talent out of the equation and try it. See what happens. I mean, the legs kind of do matter. I mean, It does, but take it out of the equation. You, you can't take that out of the equation. I mean, that's what saved Jalen Hurts last year. But but also, if you look at it like that, because it's like, oh, I know this guy can get away, so I don't need to put as more emphasis on my offensive line to give him time to actually throw the ball down the field. Well, it wasn't the fact that he could put emphasis on the offensive line. Everybody was hurt. No, we had 14 I, no, different I'm, offensive line combinations to 16 No, games. I'm just giving you the thought process. It's like, why would I put effort – more effort into my offensive line if he can run and take off and, and, right. and avoid those. Right. Versus like, oh, well, let me actually have him protected so we can actually throw the ball down the field and then the legs legit okay. is your last line of defense. Okay, well, here's the thing. Jordan Malaya is going to be the left tackle. He's battling with the first-round pick, Andre Diller. Sam is coming back in. Jason Kelsey, he played all 16 games last year. He's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're getting Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson back. So that offensive line is going to be there. Okay. And not to mention, they got Devontae Smith, who's Jalen Hurst's former teammates. You got Miles Sanders. You got Dallas Goddard. So all things considered, week one, barring any injuries, Jalen Hurst should have everything that he should need in order to succeed here. I hope so. Far more than what Carson Wentz ever had in his first five, in his five years, outside probably the Super Bowl year. Yeah, I would hope so. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, and I'm excited for it. I'm I'm all team Jalen Hurts now going forward, Be- because yeah. And I think that you know obviously I'll do respect to everyone's opinions, but I think that Jay, you know who knows what can happen with Jalen Hurts. You know maybe he can even if it doesn't work out with the Eagles, I feel like he could still have a career in terms of because I know Jeff was saying that running quarterbacks have never really won, and that's the truth. But again, it only takes one person to start it. Yeah, all it takes is one. So. In- but, and yeah, like I said, like and he brings up a good point. I like Jalen Hurts too. I like him as a person. But as far as what I saw on the field, even though it was only for four games, it it was nothing it was it was nothing that sold me on it. So I'm nothing, curious nothing impressed you? No, no no, not really. It was a four win team last year. Nothing about what happened in any on any front of the Philadelphia Eagles was good last year. Okay. So Jalen Hurts He looks better than Carson Wentz coming in, I'll say not, that much. Not really. Nah, I feel you. It's okay. Let go. He's not here anymore. No, and that's perfectly <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> oh boy, can we um can we cue up some J Lo? Yeah, sure. For and the, for the long awaited, highly anticipated, Carm's corner. Let's go, Carm. You ready? You ready? Born ready. <laughs> right. Let's go. Okay. This is a different one. Have we done this yet? Oh. Oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, okay. we out here. Okay, Listen, Chris. Y'all need to y'all need to Baby, sit back, know. relax, let your hair down a little bit, put your feet up, get yourself a glass of wine, because like I said, we got the highly anticipated, long-awaited Carm's Corner with some J Lo in the background. Take ah, it away, Carm. Take oh, it away. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. Welcome to Carm's Corner, to all our running back fam out there. Carm's Corner is a time where I talk about 
you know, people in the world, sports, it can be any 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 kind of field facet that are doing good things or I just want to highlight them. Usually I talk about women because, you know, my women in sports got to get their love, too. So I'm going to talk about two women today. One is in sports. So a lot of people have been talking about another one has also been in the news recently, too. But she might be someone that you're just hearing about. So I'm going to go into it first and foremost. I'm talking about Sydney McLaughlin. Y'all heard about Sydney McLaughlin? If y'all haven't. Yeah, she a no, cutie. I've, I've been following her okay. for years. So, oh, thank you for saying she's a cutie first. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, so Sydney McLaughlin, um, she broke the world record in women's 400-meter hurdles on Sunday night at the Olympic pre-trials. She recorded time of 51.90 seconds. She's the first woman to break the 52-second barrier. So she broke a world record for a woman's time in the 400 meter. She qualified for a second Olympic Games. And what I really like, what really interests me about Sydney is that when she broke the record, she actually beat out Delilah Muhammad. So Delilah Muhammad held the record before her. She held so Delilah Muhammad in this in this pre-Olympic race, she finished second. But she held the previous record at 52.16 seconds. So she had like the fastest speed. And then Sydney broke it in this race that they were racing. So Delilah was second, Sydney was first. So when Sydney did the interview at the end and they asked her, like, you know, how did it feel to be up against um, Delilah, you know, a peer of yours? And, you know, you know, just like kind of asking her questions about that kind of rivalry, I guess, quote unquote. And what I loved was that Sydney's answer was like iron sharpens iron. She was like, you know, Delilah is a great competitor. Um, she's always encouraged me and pushed me and we're just two athletes pushing each other to be the best pushing each other to be the best that we can be individually and it's not a competition it's not a rivalry because I support her she supports me and she said iron sharpens iron so she's like she has really pushed me and helped me and at the end of the race when Sydney beat Delilah's record and broke the world record the first person to embrace her was Delilah. She came right up behind her, gave her a hug after she just came in second, which of course I'm sure was not her goal. I'm sure, she wanted to be first, but after she seen Sydney beat her and found out about the record, she embraced her right away. And I thought that was really great to see, especially on like a large media scale, especially two black women, um, you know, two minority women excelling in their fields and then embracing each other because it's always a narrative of us against them you know what I mean like I'm against her we're competitors we're out for the same things so you know we got to be against each other but that's not the case and they, they proved that they're both going to the Olympics iron sharpens iron and that's how it should be women should help each other be better sharp like you know iron sharpens iron exactly what she said so it's like if I'm strong at something if I can help you in any way that I can to help you be strong at something, we both would be strong. And we're both still iron. We're both still tough. But it's like we're both getting better because of each other. So I really like that 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 happened. Um, so just more about Sydney in 2016. When she was 16 years old, she was the youngest American on the Olympic track and field team. She placed fifth in her semifinal heat in Rio. So at the Olympics in Rio. But she didn't make the final. But she won the silver medal at the 2019 World Championship event. And she helped lead the American team to gold in the four times 400 meter relay. So, and the fun thing about Sydney is she when she goes to the University of Kentucky. Okay, all my blue lovers out there, blue blood lovers out there. She's born in August. Mark, another August baby, August seventh. Oh yeah, shout nine, out my Leos. 1999. Oh, she a baby. Yeah, she's 21. Oh lord. She's, and she's from New Jersey. Oh, I so know. I you know, her. shout out to. Jersey, our neighbor in Jersey. So that's Sydney. And also someone I want to talk about is someone that you might have heard about if you're fans of The Voice. I don't know. But her name is Brooke Simpson. Brooke Simpson. Brooke Mills Simpson. 
So, Brooke is a Halloween tribe member. She is from my tribe. My tribe is Halloween. My dad is Halloween full Native American, and she is a 100% Halloween girl. So, she's a girl from my tribe, doing it up, making it big. Okay. So, she's from Halloween, North Carolina. That's where my grandmother and my whole family is from oh, on wow. my Native American side. And that's where a lot of my family still lives on my Native American side. She's from there. It's a small town, probably like a probably like a 3,000, 4,000 population, not even. Um, so she made it to the finals on season 13 of The Voice. Um, so she was a four-chair turn on The Voice that season. If y'all watched The Voice, a four-chair turn is big. That means that all... That when means, they, like, all hit the button? Yeah, that's when everybody hits the button for you. Yeah. So everybody turns around, everybody wants you. So she ended up picking Miley Cyrus, and she was on The Voice. That was her coach. She finished in third place on The Voice that season. So only wow. two people were ahead of her. She made it to the final round. Um, from when she was on The Voice, she has a lot of a couple songs on iTunes. She did an amazing Grace cover that was amazing. I really liked, and she has a couple songs on iTunes right now. Um, she released singles "Little Bit Crazy," "Stick Like Honey," "So Tired," "So Tired." She just released in February 2021, and something big about her too. So she's currently just tried out. I just saw it. She just tried out for America's Got Talent. So mm. she's not giving up. Just because she didn't make it on The Voice, she's on America's Got Talent now. I just watched her, uh, her, uh, what is that? When they, her tryout, yeah. and she got a four judge yes, including Simon Cowell. Wow. So that was pretty cool. She did a, a, a rendition, I think, of a um, of a Lizzo song, and she did really well. She killed it. So, um, mm-hmm. so big, another thing about her is she's married. Okay, baby girl got married okay. in 2014 to her husband Ray Simpson. She was born May 26, 1991. All right. And another thing about her, she was making her Broadway debut. Um, she's going to star in the Broadway revival of the musical 1776. And she's going to play Roger Sherman, one of the founding fathers of the U.S., even though mm. it's kind of funny because she's native, but whatever. Premieres in 2022. So that's coming out. And besides that, just as a cool little fun fact, in the town of Hollister, North Carolina, where my family's from, actually, I was just there. Um, there's a sign in the middle of town. So the middle of town consists of like a big, it's like a light. It's a stoplight. It's a dollar general, a family dollar and a gas station. That's like the middle of town. Mm -hmm. But in this middle of town, there's a sign that says like Hollister Essex. That's like what it's called. And on the bottom, it says home of Brooke Simpson star, the um, contestant on The Voice. So she's like, her name is on the sign like in town. So so I thought that was like really cool that they did that for her because her family, the Mills family, they are really, they're a big family because down south in Hollister, everyone kind of has like the same last names. It's like Richardson, Mills, Silver, Hedgepeth, like Lynch, my family's Lynch, Lynch and Richardson. So her family is like, you know, one of the native families and they're known. My grandma knows her family. And I remember when Brooke was on The Voice, the whole town of Hollister came together at like the library and would like watch her on like TV and come behind her. So it was really cool to see a girl. And I met her at a powwow before. I got a picture with her. So I think it's really cool that she's young. She's going after her dreams just because she didn't make it on The Voice all the way. She took that platform and now is on America's Got Talent. And she's producing songs. She moved to L.A. with her man. So she's just out there pursuing her dreams. And she represents her culture, us as Hollister to the fullest. She talks about it in all her interviews and people ask her. And she's very proud. She wears native jewelry. She wore native jewelry on The Voice. I'm sure she's going to do that on America's Got Talent. So she's all about, like, pushing our culture forward and letting people know, you know, we're still here. You know, our culture is not, um, you know, something that people talk about as a joke or as a past tense. This is a present tense culture that's still alive. And I really respect her a lot. And I'm rooting for her because she's one of my own. She's a native just like me and part of my tribe. And me and her around the same age. So definitely props to her 
for her still pursuing her dreams, not giving up. And I know she's going to be successful. So shout out to Brooke, my Halawa native, and then shout out to Sydney as well. Shout out to all the women out there pursuing your dreams and doing it. Yes, we love we love the sound of that. Um, um, what was I going to say? Yes, yes. Round of applause for another special edition of Carm's Corner, hosted by yours truly, your girl Carm. Make some noise. Hey, good job, Carm. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Um, I was going to say. So one of the uh, last things that I had mentioned in the group chat. When we was young bulls, like, what was some of y'all favorite summer pastimes? Like, you know, some fun stuff. Well, I'll, I'll start first to get the, the mind flowing a little bit. So when I was growing up in, in, in Chester, sometimes we <laughs> used to, yeah, not for real. We used to, um, what's it called, plug the fire hydrant? Uh-huh. And, like, because we ain't had no pools. So that would be mad fun. The kids, we would all throw on, like, our swim trunks and whatnot and just run past the fire hydrant getting all soaked up and whatnot. And it was funny, too, because, like, the cars would come up and be salty. Like, there, it would be a hot day just like today. Cars would come up and, car, and they would just get soaked because they had to, you know, go past the fire hydrant to go where they was going. And they would stop our fun briefly, and then we would be right back, back and forth through the fire hydrant just having mad fun on a steamy hot day like this. Yeah, that that sounds like something that people used to do. Obviously, where I live, people didn't do that so much because people in the neighborhood. But I lived in, I grew up in a cul-de-sac, so people like S- sounds like money to me. Anyways, <laughs> I live. I grew up. I grew up in Philly in Albany. You had a pool? No, but oh, okay. I had a backyard. Got you. But um, where I grew up in Albany, I lived in a cul-de-sac right near um, Cobb's Creek, and. In my neighborhood, the biggest thing in the summer was always just, obviously, everyone was outside. You already know that vibe. Jumping, who would jump double dutch. We would play, Ooh. like, manhunt, Ooh. run around playing manhunt. Because we lived in a cul-de-sac. So, you know, it's like we kind of couldn't get in really street traffic trouble. And, like, any cars that came, like, lived there. So yeah. it was kind of chill. So then they would bring out, like, the courts. People would play the, they would play the, uh, you know, basketball on the court. Yeah. And then, um you're just like chasing down the ice cream truck like you hear it and like you think it's like on the other side of the block and, you're, and I, I will always look out for the Mr. Softy. Some oh, people okay. would want to see the Jack and Jill when I'm like oh screw Jack and Jill I want no, Mr. Softy. Softy. You, right. gotta, you gotta get them both though. No yeah because here's the thing if I got Jack and Jill I wanted sunflower seeds I yep. wanted a bag of chips and I wanted like a chip witch or like a popsicle like yep. a fudge sickle. Mr. Softy I'm chasing down for it because I want a comb yep. and I used to chase down the ice cream truck especially if like they were going up the hill too fast we would run after it and or the biggest thing for summer this is giving me like nostalgia. In my in my cul-de-sac, we had this thing called the Big Hill. It was like this big hill in the back, like in the back of everybody's driveways. It was like the hill that like brought you back to everyone's houses. So we would ride bikes down the Big Hill, like oh and feel word. the wind and like no hands on the handlebars. If you could do it down the Big Hill, you were like popping. Right. So that is what I remember. Dang, that's crazy. Our childhood is like very similar because I yeah. started doing stuff like that when I was getting older. What about yours, Chris? Yeah, well, I did a lot of summer programs, so mm-hmm. like. So like just peering the Mr. Softy truck and like making sure I got five dollars in my pocket because I ain't five dollars. You was eating. Yeah, so like what? that's a lot. No, because Spoiled? no, because I ain't what? want. I, I no, because for me, I didn't want the ice cream. I wanted the milkshake. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so the um, the, the the blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I had to make sure I get. Well, you got a Mr. Softy milkshake when you had it. Yeah. Not a cone. No. Oh, okay. Chris got money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that milkshake. You know that what was like kind? Free, yeah vanilla. Ah, yeah. Okay, I would do chocolate, but yeah. I hear you. Yeah, vanilla or chocolate, depending on how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, I'm mad to make sure because like five dollars because like the milkshake was like three. Right. Right. So and it's like you can't do milkshake and like ice cream at the same time because like it's a conflict. 
It's like <laughs> it's like either either the perspiration from the milkshake is just gonna like keep like dripping and doing like you know the ice cream fast enough it's gonna melt in your hand. Uh, it don't matter when you're a kid. Listen, this yeah. this is why we survived COVID. Yeah, you know I mean we was doing stuff like that growing up. <laughs> so for real. Nah, that's that's crazy. We um well as I that was when I was like a young young boy, like when yeah. I was like I don't know like seven yeah. when we was doing that. But as I got older, it was kind of similar, like how you did it, Carm. Like we um back in back in Ardmore, we uh we would be down the hill. That's what we call it. It's like on the corner of uh Simpson and Spring, and then everybody just would be out down the hill. Like it would just be a vibe. That's where we would come up with games to play, or if we would decide to go to the park and hoop, we call it the shack. That's where we would get it in. Get some nice runs in and you know at the end of the night they would either have like the late night summer league games where people will watch and play and then yeah. get into some random things at the end of the night the uh the, the ice cream truck would pop up too i remember just running up to the ice cream truck getting the seeds gotta get the seeds i would get the seeds i would get this one joint called dots i love the dots it was it was i like, know what you're talking about yeah i would i would just be tearing that joint up and then sometimes when the mr softy came i got the regular with the, with the sprinkles yeah. that was that was my go-to yeah, and also that's one of the things i kind of missed like in the summer growing up it was just the priceless it was yeah. like you know you go in there with a dollar you can get yep. some sunflower seeds mm-hmm. get the 25 cent bag of chips, chips. Yeah. yeah you get yourself like like one of those tasty cakes. Yeah, you yeah. good. You be clean with a dollar. And now it's like you need two. You need three dollars just to get a cone. You need five dollars, like how Chris had it, because Chris was getting money just to yeah. get a cone. Forget the seeds. Forget the chips. Nah, that's crazy. Hey man, my gr- hey man, listen, my gr- listen, I was I, I was spoiled growing up. My grandmothers they spoiled me. That's so. love, bro. Yeah. That's definitely love, man. Yeah, summertime as a kid used to be a vibe. Like now, now as that I'm older, I I can finally understand what my mom meant when she said you smell like outside. Like now I know exactly what that means because when I smell it on people, I'm like, oh, that's it. That that's the that's what my mom was talking about. That's what outside smells like, and it will always just bring back my mind. Like, okay, yeah, let me hop in the shower now, just in case I smell like outside, because that's that's not the smell. Yeah. But yeah, summer summertime used to be a vibe as a young, and I feel like the kids don't be out the way we used to be. That's I mean that's how I feel. Like especially if I ride, like it's not as safe. Like you gotta worry about people trying to take your kid. You gotta worry about you know all kind of people just being violent. And, you know it's just yeah. like too much. Like you, it's not as people aren't just letting kids be kids. It's like people are just you know it's just it's just scary these days. It's like you can't. You yeah. kind of yeah. can't. Honestly, like I wouldn't leave my kids outside. Like like you. yeah, you not you, without me watching. Yeah, like back then we didn't have to be watched. Like you could just left us like you know just play like and that's cool. Right. Yeah, cause like I would yeah, cause I would leave and like. Cause I grew up around like West Philly or like 49th and Pine, so it's like my friend he lived two blocks down on like 47th and Osage, mm-hmm. so it's like we would hang out and like another one of our friend homies and we would just walk around West Philly. Right, you like, would leave your block, yeah. to go wherever you were going, right? Yeah, and but it's like we still stay in the area. Right, right, yeah. but that that was cool. Like me, we would be on my block. Then when we go to the next block, like Fair Hill, we go to Fair Hill, we go to the back, like the other kids' block. I forget what that shoot was called. Like in the in the heart of the cul-de-sac, we go to the back. So right. it's like, and even so, we would walk down like in the back driveways maybe sometimes go maybe we weren't supposed to go like behind the apartments but we still were kind of in the confines of like where we lived mm-hmm. you know and it was all right like my mom had no idea where the hell i was like i know she thought knew i was outside but it wasn't like a worry like where is she because right. i had sisters you know i have friends it wasn't but now i feel like i would be wondering like where are you exactly like you need to kind of know that's true i agree with that like me and my me and my friends growing up we were in the same like mile radius like everything was all one street spring at like everything 
touch spring so it don't matter if you was at the top the middle the end like literally where we all got it popping down the hill that was spring where the park like intersected that was spring if you went even further back heading towards west spring like we were that's the one block that all of us was on the entire summer it used to be such a vibe yeah major vibe now yeah, even riding bikes you don't even see people kids riding bikes like that anymore i know bike riding used to be our thing we i used, used to, to love riding early bikes. on saturdays I mean, well, you got older people riding dirt bikes on the road now yeah true, that's true but those are probably us yeah. <laughs> who was bike riding when we was young yeah. now they on bike now they you know on the block getting popping with the bikes yeah nah something yeah good old times yeah. I'm going to try my hardest when I when I do have kids in the future to raise my kid the way that I was raised. I'm going to try my hardest. I know things have changed. Um, I know now parents just be giving their kids the phone when they crying or plop them in front of a television. Like, I'm going to really try my hardest to raise my kids Here's the way the thing, I was I feel like our parents plopped us in front of devices or things, too, but it was just different. I think every parent has a distraction for their kid because it's like a certain point. Like, I got a niece. She's two. And it's like you have to kind of distract them because it's like no matter the kids don't understand logic. They don't understand like, yeah, I fed you. You should just be chilling. It's just like what's wrong now? You Not know what I mean? Not at least. No. So I feel like even our parents had a form of distraction when we were kids. It's just different now because it's all techni- technological out. I guess. Maybe yeah. the, our distraction was go outside. But if you're two, <laughs> you ain't going outside. No, of course If not. you're three, you ain't going outside. No, yeah. not at all. All right. We still got a few minutes left. We actually got a question. Um, would you trade Siakam for Tobias Harris? Um, because he's on the block with a bunch of West Coast teams, with particularly the Lakers and the Warriors sharing interests. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I probably would. I mean, how much? The thing is, I want to know the cap space. Like, how much Who cap said space that, Chris? will we free uh, up? Tyrell. Okay. Oh, Rel? No, I wouldn't, Rel. It, it de- I keep Toby, man. It depends on what the – because if we can get off Tobias's contract and get a little bit of cap relief – I would consider it, but then it's like, okay, how quick is the turnaround where we got to re-sign Siakam? And is it going to be remotely close to what we just signed Tobias to? But if it's a if it's a window where we can use that extra, who knows, $15 million to sign somebody. All right, let's see. Siakam has three years left. Okay. He's going to be making 33 this year. Sheesh. And then 35 and then 37. So their contracts are almost are, identical. Yeah. Jesus. Ex- except one's a former all-star and plays defense. Right. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a good one. That's a really good one. Not to mention him and Embiid do have history. They're both Cameroon brothers. That's you're you're speaking. Well, if you think of it like that, you're speaking. Yeah. I don't know. But I just feel like the inconsistencies I see with Siakam are kind of like the same thing that what I see with Tobias. It's like they're both inconsistent in their own way. And I can agree with you to in a sense, like because I feel like Siakam's not a true one. He's playing no. the one in Toronto, so it wouldn't really be that same pressure over here with him. I feel like, if anything, it might. Imagine having Siakam at the dunker spot because that that's a little dangerous. And yeah. then imagine Siakam on the because, break. Yeah, because it does. Yeah, because it does more for your offense. And not to mention. Even if Siakam's having an off night, he does more for you defensively than what Toby can do. I yeah, agree with that, too. Yeah, he got the size over Toby. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that, now that you said all that's that. That's close. I, 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 might, I, I think I, I would know. might pull the trigger on that because yeah. Siakam still has the size to play center when Embiid's not in. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. So uh, I think I might we do that We know Chris's answer. Oh, because yeah. oh, he's a Nick Nurse disciple. 
Of course. You know any, Chris's answer. Any, anyone from Nick Nurse. Hey, Chris, give us your answer. Uh, Nick oh, of course Nurse, I, of course Nick I would do. Nick Nurse for a thousand Listen, Alex. here's the thing. Listen, in a, in a perfect world, we trade Siaka for Tobias Harris, and then we package Ben Simmons and whatever it's Portland wants for Damian Lillard, and that's our big three. Well, would you look at that? Damian Lillard, Piasco Siakam, Joel Embiid, and then I don't care what and then people are going to be coming to Philly to play with that trio. I agree. That would make me smile. I'm going to do it on 2K. I'm going to speak it into existence. Let's make it happen, Captain. <laughs> let's, let's make it do what it do. Yeah. I'm for and, it. And on that note, I think it's time we close out. Once again, I want to oh, thank yeah. everybody for uh, tuning in today to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, on 98.5 WJYN. And uh, thank you to everyone who's calling in. I want to thank Jeff. Uh, I want to thank Freeman. And uh, who's that woman that called in? June. Don't June. June? Was it June or yeah, Jane? Yeah, June. Uh, I think it's Jane from South Philly. Jane. Was it Jane? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shout out to you, Jane. Shout out to South Philly, baby. Shout out to you. Anyway, once again, this is Chris Thomas. It's your boy, Mark Thompson. It's your girl, Carm. And you're listening to Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. Until next time, we will see you next week. Later. Peace.